Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hoaxbusters call. Join the discussion by dialing 724-447-444. Call ID 90337. Hey, what's going on there? Hey, how you doing? It's July 10th. It's 2017. Oh, all right. You got, uh, I'm Chris, host of the Hostbucks Call. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna run my yapper for for a minute or two uh, on July 10th, 2017. And uh, oh man, well yeah, it's uh, light later. It gets dark later, so I I start the calls later. So I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like uh, customary. It's like dark out when I do the calls, so it's it, it's. It's kind of weird to do the call when the lights are, when there when there's sunlight out. I don't know. It's kind of I guess a psychological thing, you know. It's kind of like hard to focus when there's uh, sunlight out, birds chirping outside. I don't know. I'm kind of an outdoor person. I'm actually a, pretty much an outdoor person, and uh, I'm outside most of the time when it's nice out, doing something outside in uh oh i got a little shop area out there and i kind of get engrossed in whatever it is i'm doing and uh yeah but normally uh when there's not a call out i come out there till like maybe one o'clock two in the morning i don't know just kind of uh my escapism i guess to kind of get it get kind of lost in a some more project or something or uh wait what's going on here in the chat i noticed some people have turned out nevertheless the starting late and then uh on top of that i'm like oh yeah so i'm gonna start it even later than late and then like okay dang it i uh i'm actually drinking coffee which i know sounds ridiculous when it's 100 degrees out and it's not really 100 degrees out. It's hot out and it's humid. But uh, I've heard that you actually, it doesn't heat, heat you up because you compensate for it or something. I don't know if that's true or not. It seems to be true. I don't know. It doesn't seem like if I'm drinking coffee, I feel hotter. It's just hot. Drink coffee. Don't drink coffee. Drink ice. Whatever. It's hot. It's just hot for freak's sake. And nothing you can do about it, but get used to it and quit crying about it. Uh, it's it's uh, staying late, uh, light later, 
doesn't mean that the Earth is shifted off its axis or there's some crisis happening. Uh, it just means it's uh, the the seasons change. I know that most people know that, but uh, already, and I don't have to tell you all that, but uh, it nowadays everything is a, a, a horror story. Yeah, the weather changes. Oh, it's a horror story. We're all going to die from global warming because we're killing the planet. Just nonstop with all that crap. And, and it, it gets, it's, it's already past tiresome with that. But, uh, yeah, the Club of Rome was 19, what, 74. It's just kind of this, uh, this, uh, meeting of some of the, oh, what would you call them? The, the people who call the shots or the uh, technocrats or the, the people who actually run shit, not, not Congress or that, that, that um, stupid clown show. And they were saying, yeah, it's like, well, we got to come up with a new enemy to unite against. And we found out that the, the uh, threat of climate change would fit the bill. What is this quote? If I can get to it. Uh, da, da, da. I'll read that for the quote of the night. How's that? How's that? I'll read, I'll read from the Club of Rome. Club of Rome. Just an impromptu quote. Da, 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 da. Yeah, to talk shop here. I got a, I got a, not a new computer, but I got a different computer. Uh, thanks everybody who donates that that helps me enable me to 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 get upgrade equipment and stuff like that. It's, it's I appreciate it, and uh, which uh, probably if I wasn't doing the calls, trying to do an occasional video or something, I I probably wouldn't bother upgrading my computer because I can I can get by just fine with the one I got. But it's like oh yeah, to do audio. So after the, after, well, that's a lot of shop talk, but anyway, like after the the calls, it you got to process the audio, and I run it through a filter so it kind of balances the sound levels out so you can understand what everybody's saying on the calls because there's discrepancies, and when you're calling a cell phone, blah, 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 on and on and on like that, and that helps it, and then it takes, man, it takes a long time on this uh, older computer, and it's just, yeah, set it, walk off. Sometimes I forget that I had it on. It's like, oh shit, okay, did it finish? Sometimes, okay, did, okay, so it's done, and then I'd upload it, and it's like, okay, it's one megabyte over the upload limit. So I got to redo it, stuff like that. It's just nicer to have a, something, a machine that should push, push the, uh, push the, the bits and the bytes through. I guess it's got bigger tubes to do all that inside of it. I don't know what, how exactly all that works, but, uh, uh, man. Yeah. So it'll, I don't have it hooked up. I don't have it hooked up now. I'm, I'm still on the, uh, on the, uh, 2007 model, uh, iMac. But, uh, I know the Apple computers are more expensive, but, uh, I was looking around on eBay and said, Oh, I could sell my iMac and recoup a lot of the costs that I spent on this uh, laptop that I bought, which is uh, from uh, a 2010. It's a uh, newer. And uh, 
I think it's hail damaged or something, but um, yeah, it's all operational. So nothing's wrong with the screen. So uh, yeah, one of those hail damage sales, like everything gets hail damaged. So you can get if it if it happened to get hail damaged, then you can uh, get discounts on it, type thing. But uh, Club of Rome of Rome. Yeah, it's still trying to find it. No, it's uh, my apologies because I have it in here, but it's not pulling it up. Not pulling it up. Uh, do 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 do. Yeah, this is very unprofessional. This doesn't normally happen. Oh, dang it. Scroll down. That's what. That's the problem. Do 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 do. Yeah, I didn't do a call last uh, Monday, and uh, that was uh, powdered wig. Was it powdered wig man weekend? And uh, so I decided to just take a break. Ended up working on shit anyway but anyway i just figured that uh, oh everybody will be taking a break i guess i'll just take a break i don't know it's powdered wig man week and uh what you you have to celebrate no but uh it's uh something that goes on and i don't i'm not into power i'm not into all of that mythology and all that stuff we talked about it here. We brought up the that uh, passage out of that book, uh, Mystic Chords of Memory, and how it's a civic religion, which is true. It's it's a civic religion. Uh, John sent me some real interesting stuff. I've, I've perused over it, and uh, been meaning to post that. I'll probably post that tomorrow. Uh, I haven't even got caught up on uh, some other emails I got from people, but. Uh, <clears throat> I'll be uh I'll be going checking that tomorrow and uh that yeah, was uh one about uh, the original Wonder Woman was Columbia. Oh my goodness! Oh man, I got an allergy attack there. But anyway, um, Ali, it's like uh. Yes, iconography that they used back in the day, and it's like, wow, it's a lot like um, graphic novels or cartoons. But they were, it was just, you know, it was the, back in the uh, eight, you know, early 20th century, late 1800s, something like that, something around that general time frame. And then um, there was a lot of artists and illustrators that were, you know, cranking out propaganda. Very well done, very you know, art artful and tasteful art and of that era and uh, but very propagandistic. And uh, I'm going to post that. A lot of people listen to the uh, podcast or the recording instead of recording live. So by the time you probably listen to this, I'll have it posted at hoaxbusterscall.com. But uh, yeah, take a take a gander at that where it's like, uh, it's very reminiscent, well, it is 
not reminiscent. It actually is. Uh, a lot of it is is very religious in nature. So you have the god. It's got the kind of Columbia, which they say was named after Christopher Christopher Columbus. I don't think so. I think it's the uh, some kind of pagan goddess that's. Uh, Maybe they named named her Columbia for the sake, and maybe that is after Columbus. I, whatever the case, it is a representation of some uh, pagan deity of some sort, from what I gather, looking at stuff out there. And uh, there's a, it's also on the top of Kappa Building, which is um, it, she's wearing a helmet. Which, uh, if you've kind of gone into some of that, some of those uh, esoteric meanings of things, the helmet being the goddess Minerva. Also known as uh, what are some other names? The goddess Minerva, uh, wearing the helmet, which was sort of uh, according to the mythology, it, it was like a helmet of invisibility or something like that, where she can go, go about in secret and perform her deeds. And it was uh, Pallas Athena is another name. Um, I think Dionysus maybe is another iteration of that. But, um, yeah, it's uh, interesting to look at that and how there's parallels to Wonder Woman, and that's come up a couple of times of recent note with uh, some postings and stuff we looked at, and I think uh, uh, Question Our Reality blog. It's a real good blog, and there's a link to that at hoaxbusterscall.com. On the right side, if you check that out, and also prop, Propaganda, prop, propaganda at propaganda, the A. A. Morris uh, site. Um, looking into that too with a, a Wonder Woman, uh, and there's a Wonder Woman movie that uh, just came out, I guess, recently. And then there was that article that we talked made reference to on the last call that was about uh, oh, some psychologist came up with Wonder Woman, and uh, that was to entrain young boys on the concepts of powerful women, like just, you know, women that can, you know, physically kick your ass. And I, I don't know, but I could just psychology, you know, being worked on young children, admittedly. But is there anything to be concerned about with that? What you think of it? Like, nah, it's just cartoons. It's fine. Uh, new enemies have to be identified, new strategies imagined, and new weapons devised in searching for a common enemy against whom we can unite. We came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortage, famine, and the like would fit the bill. And that's from the Club of Rome, the first global revolution, page 75. And uh, that's what I was talking about, and that's the quote that's the one. So we need a common enemy to unite against. So that is like a how the mind control within the system operates. <clears throat> you got to have a common enemy. And then we're broken down into these different camps on the left, on the right, of course. And then, of late, the hysteria has sort of been ramped up. And we've talked about this, how it is more pronounced. And then there's sort of this departure from even any pretext of objectivity 
as far as the media is concerned, and then the discourse, the wider discourse at large in the uh, taco sphere, not not tacos as in Mexican food, but talk talking, jabber john, and then on these programs you see on television, they're talking and giving commentary, political of a political nature, and it's just really shrill and over the top. And we're, the only place I really get exposure to that is uh, uh, through a couple of podcasts I listen to, which um, I'm not going to name them because they don't name me. I I suspect that they listen to this, but uh, li- listen to Hoaxbusters call, but I I don't I don't know. That may be just my uh, my uh, self centeredness coming across or bias. I don't know. Uh, but uh, anyway, that is what you hear out there that's going on from what I gather. So what does it mean? Like, well, you know, we have this enemy. Well, the left does now. Before it was uh, 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 Brock Hussein Obama, which um, right winger, I'll call him a right winger. Alex Jones had a the Obama deception, how oh, Obama's a sheep's and wolf, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, and he's a, he's actually a Marxist, and uh, he's a globalist, and on and on. But now, now we fast forward to Trump. Trump is actually the real deal, and he's good, which is incredibly ridiculous when you look through the past of like uh, what he was. Um, his talking points were before all oh, the left right paradigm it's it's the uh, it's phony baloney they both work they both same sides work for the uh for the bankers and the and the and in the entrenched power which is correct you know both sides are you know equally paid off the presidents are actors they're they're not really running the show or running the country they're representatives there's like a it's like a, i think that the that the term that best suits it is a mascot. Like, uh, what is a mascot that comes to mind? Okay, they had the dude with a big ping pong ball head, and he he was he was flogging uh, hamburgers on on TV, and, and it was uh, Jack in the Box. You know, we I think most people know maybe there's a lot of people that don't but i think a lot of people well certainly the, my, my listeners of this call they understand that 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 guy is not real he's not he doesn't really have a, a ping pong a giant ping pong ball for a head and he doesn't really that's a character it's a caricature it's not real can he sell hamburgers yeah because it's you know they had ads back in the day that were actually i thought some of them were pretty clever and kind of funny it's just like the way they handle their advertising and stuff. And they had, and he was the guy that shows up, and he's saying, "Yeah, Jack in the Box, we got better hamburgers." Whatever the pitch was, but you understand that he's not real, right? Some of the people that comment on my YouTube videos, and I got something to say about that, by the way. But uh, YouTube. But anyway, uh, I, I wonder about him. Oh, do you see that uh, teddy bear hawking? Toilet paper on TV? Do you think that's really a talking teddy bear? It's it's not. Um, I I wonder about some of those people that comment. It's it's like 
Yeah, nukes are real. I saw them on TV. But, okay, no, I'm not. Did I prove it to you by showing you an anomaly? No, I guess not. And then, like, what? what is can proof, empirical proof can be offered that nukes don't exist? Well, there, there wouldn't be any. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence is what I'm trying to point out. But here's the crux of the matter, which is, is it is it something that can be um, questioned or held up to scrutiny and maybe doubted? But you get what, what what you get from people is like that is beyond question. It is unquestionably real. And it's like, well, I mean, could you be convinced that Jack in the Box is re- a real guy if the government told you he was? I probably I would be willing to venture to say, yeah. They they if if there was enough kind of like conditioning, they could probably be convinced that yeah, he's got some kind of like uh some balloon head syndrome or whatever that got it that that got him in that condition and then his skin is in whatever you know what i'm getting at just some kind of a pseudo scientific explanation and then it, um yeah or ronald mcdonald or whatever oh he's got some skin condition and yeah it makes him look like a clown and he really does have hair, hair like that and he lives in encino and he's got you know uh He's got a family. He's got, and his name is Ronald, and his last name is McDonald, and he's a real guy. It's not a guy in makeup. It's he really does look like that, and he's been pitching hamburgers for, you know, he, actually originally it was his dad, and then you know I think he's the Ronald McDonald the third at this point, and he then they're all real. They all look like that. They act like that. They have a swollen red nose and lips, and uh, he's a real guy, and he really looks like that. They could be convinced of anything, is what I'm saying. It's a, it's almost like because the reason being, it's like they, it's like oh the question of oh could the nukes be fake? Could it be? Not saying that I've proven that it is or whatever, but could it possibly be? Oh, absolutely not. And you're crazy for thinking that. But uh, on that on that point about YouTube, so they pulled my video that I had up. Shooting epidemic dot dot dot. No, shooting the shooting epidemic. We can't stop laughing. And uh, so I got a copy, uh, not a copyright strike, but a notification in my email. This is what last week or something. I don't remember. Uh, I was like, oh, I was in the middle of doing something at the time. I do this where I come and I check emails and messages just real quick to see uh, as I'm kind of taking a short break and I see this and I'm like, ah, what is this? Uh, We pulled your video because of community guideline uh, violation uh, shooting epidemic. We can't stop laughing. It's inappropriate. It's flagged as inappropriate and and our reviewer took it down. Bad. It's like, okay, one thing, they already copyright striked it like uh, month, last year. Oh, you can't use that music on there. And I came back, and there's like, sure enough, I went, so I always go and look, okay, what does this law say? And you look it up, whatever it is, the the something about copyright act and then it's like okay yeah you can use a song 
in your video, if it's kind of in the background and it sort of goes along with your content and that it, and the meaning of the song has some bearing on the content that changes it in some kind of ironic way. And I said, that is exactly what the application of the music in my video does. And you put a copyright strike on it. I said, do you, uh, in that, uh, but I just simply pointed that out to him. I said, here it is in black and white. And it was like, okay, the same day they took it off because they had ads running on it, which was, which was weird on that, on the shooting epidemic video. There was this ad and it was all about something, something about, and it kept running the same ad. I don't know if they're like trolling, YouTube is trolling me or what, but it was like something about nukes. And it was like, well, like what, like nuke, fear mongering, fear porn, something about the, the the future nuclear war, get this DVD series, blah, 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 and how we're all going to die. And it was like, that was the ad that was running on my, I don't have any ads running on any of my videos with the exception of one. I recently monetized one as just out of curiosity to see if it had any effect on view counts or what, what it would do. I think, uh, I made like so far 13 cents on it or something like that. It's got like 1700 views, but, uh, all the rest of my stuff is unmonetized. I didn't want any ads running on it. The one I do have ads running on is the deep truth about are the oceans really deep? And I think that should be monetized because it's, it's, it's reflective of the flat earth, uh, pimps out there. But, um, they took my video down, which is a private company. They have a right to do that. Right. They could take any video down they want. Even though, as far as decent people living in a halfway rational, decent society, that's a dick move because there is no YouTube without people putting the content. And the and the just look at the content they have, their proprietary content that they have YouTube. It's 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 just shit. It's like the the only thing interesting on there is stuff that people individuals have posted and put up there. That's the only reason why there's YouTube exists because people participated and put their videos on there, but they're just, they they could just capriciously arbitrarily pull your video down that you worked. I worked a a good, better part of a day putting that video together. And it's like, pisses me off, you know? And so it's like, you can, you can, uh, you know, dispute this claim Click here on this link. So I clicked on the link, and it opens up this this uh, pissant little form field that's like a for like a title. And I'm like, what are you doing here? This is not even. I can't even get anything typed in here. What am I supposed to do? And I said, is this the title of the thing that I'm going to write in dispute? I don't know. And I put something in there real quick, and I said, like, what are you talking about? Give me some specifics on why you pulled my video down because it had 20,000 views on it. It already been reviewed and copyright strike and then revoked. So it had already been reviewed. They didn't say at that time that it violated any community guidelines at that time. And I was like, what exactly are you talking about? Which I see your community guidelines. How does this video violate any of your community guidelines? And this has been 
I don't know how many days ago, and I haven't heard anything back. They pulled my video, and I guess that's just what they do now. Oh, it's a community guideline violation. Well, how? Like, what are you talking about? That's it, and they just don't answer back. It's like, all right. So what do you do? You can't do anything about it. They just pull, they just arbitrarily snatch your shit off the dang YouTube for just, oh, it's a community guideline. You violated our community guidelines. Like, what community guideline? It's listed. You have specific things in there that represent what you perceive as violations of your code of ethics. Which one did I violate? Because I had... If anybody hasn't looked at that, it's just I strung together a series of snippets from the news media that show people in these shootings and they are busting out laughing either when they're being interviewed or they're uh, police that are, you know, positioning themselves behind a car. I think that was like some incident in Canada. And they're just laughing. The one guy's like Joe. It's like and they're in, and they're supposedly in a shootout with some horrible Al Qaeda bad guy terrorist guy, and they're just like smirking and laughing and giggling, cutting up, and it's like yeah. And then at the end, I put that Naomi Wolf, where she gave a speech and she's saying, actually, in this day and age, you have to be crazy not to question what's being presented in the news. Actually, that was a. Uh, uh, whatever you think about her, I know, I know, I know. She's a she's a insider and worked in the Bush and missed, I know, I know all that. But that is true. You have to be crazy not to question what you see in the news nowadays. And that's on the end of it. I guess that's too hot to handle for. I thought it was a pretty effective uh, video, and it and it got quite a few views. And uh, I think that's why they pulled it. Really. It's like, what what conceivable guideline could that violate? For one thing, this is all on record. None of that stuff is made up. It's just a series of clips from the news media that's already out there that I strung together, and I have some of my own commentary. It's like, yeah, this guy, look at him, uh, laughing, laughing, laughing. Robbie Parker, and I put a little caption under there, oh, I can't contain my joy. My young daughter was just brutally murdered. What, that day? Uh, somebody told the fun. It was just a real funny joke before I got on camera. And I just, it was just, I know the tragedy of the situation. My daughter just being murder, brutally murdered by some psycho with, in some terrible, horrific, horrifying way. In a, in a it, it, you know, but man, that joke was, was so funny, though. I couldn't help but crack up. Really? It's like, okay, but, you know, I'm just, in the commentary that I was making, I, did, I wasn't talking over it. It was just that little music playing in the background. It was like, uh, that, that was a B, BG's, used to be a BG song. I started the joke. Got the whole world laughing. But it's the MIDI file that's playing. And they pulled that video. And it's like, why? Why did you pull it? Do you have any explanation at all? It's like uh, I think they they reference something about the the section that deals with like harassment and bullying and intimidation. It's like what am I? Who am I bullying? Who am I harassing? Who am I intimidating with that video? 
that is on record that happened according to the that is stuff that came out of that is a fact that was something that was presented to us by the media that is a fact those are just, it's just fact that that's all it is and then my commentary is it's like oh as to say like is this something that depicts reality suggest it okay so definitely suggesting that what we may be looking at these events are fake they're hoax they're put on definitely no doubt about it that's definitely what i'm implying um so let's say from their vantage point oh these are real victims and they're and they're and they're going through grieving and they may grieve in odd ways like you know bursting out into hysterical fits of laughter i've never heard of that but maybe they're saying oh well yeah so to suggest that they're their loved one really didn't die is is offensive and harassing them. And it's like, how is it harassing them by suggesting such a thing? Is that that's an indictment of the media, of the system. It's not would not be a smear on that person if they did have a family member die. It's like Oh, well, it was on the news, and people doubt what they see on the news. Is that the person that's doubting it its fault? Doubting the news media? Is it their fault? Is it the is it the let's say, for instance, there was a person that was on television and they did have a tragedy, and they were on television, and it was misjudged by people out of common commenting and putting YouTube videos up. And then they're suggesting, oh, this really didn't happen. Is that going, whose fault is that going to be? I would say that's the media's fault because of their track record of putting out fake crap. Then they've been busted doing it. Cold, busted, red-handed. Whose fault is it? It's their fault. That's if it's, if it's a mischaracterization, if it's a misrepresentation. It, it's certainly something that's easy to do. It's easy to to make suggestions that maybe this is fake. Well, I mean, you know, like I'm saying, whether it is, I conclude that it that many many of these events, I would say probably the great majority of probably all of the stuff that's really heavily pushed is orchestrated, fake, stagecraft. But uh, of course. Somebody that works at YouTube doesn't have that opinion, and they think that, that that nobody should have that opinion, and so they're going to take this moral high ground, and then what is a common tactic is you invoke some kind of victim status. You invoke that. You lay claim to some victim status. Either you're a victim or you're protecting a victim. And then that, in our modern day, is the way that you can get over on people in discourse. In uh, th- that's what people are being trained to do on television when they see these talking heads on television. That's how you're being trained. It's like this is how you engage in dialogue. You seek out a victim status. And then you work to capitalize on that to shame the other person in some way to shut down their argument. 
You don't use logic. You don't use reason. You use this victimhood status. And uh, this has been what we've been seeing being ramped up with the election of this Donald J. Trump uh, mascot. And then he represents this sort of ideological abstraction conceptualization of a rich white male, privileged and uh, racist, and on and on. Um, that is what he's represented as. Whether he is or not, it doesn't matter because he's not running a country. He's he's a pitch man. He's jack in the box. He's the toilet paper teddy bear. He's the he's the pitch man. That's who he is. Is he out playing all this golf? He's already I think he's already outdone Obama, and Obama was quite the golfer on his during his presidency. And he's already got more days on the golf course than Obama already. And then he's already been to what is it, Mar-a-Lago? Swanky, 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 nice spot. How how many times has he been there? I think he's there now. Where's where's our president at? We have a crisis. Oh, he's uh, sipping a mojito on the beach. Oh, oh yeah. Does he have his cell phone with him? I sent John something. It was like a a quote from, uh, I think it was Carl Rove. And uh, they were they were talking about that. It's like because Bush Jr. was on was on vacation like a third of his presidency. <laughs> Uh, a third of his presidency, and then, uh, <laughs> and then it was like, uh, oh well, see, a vacation is not like a president. Like the president doesn't take a vacation like a vacation. Like you think a vacation, he's like it's actually a working vacation. He takes there's there's people with him and he's doing things and he signs papers and stuff and uh, yeah, and we like to keep people posted on the uh, the the important relevant books that he's reading that have to do with <laughs> global policy or whatever. And it's like, yeah, he's sitting around reading books, chilling. And then it talks about uh, how much Trump TV Trump was watching. And it's like, okay, if he's running the country, he's not watching TV. He He's not watching TV. I, man, how absurd is that? I just, Back in the day, I'd, I'd go to school. I worked full time and go to school. Am I a CEO of a company? No, what, what, no I'm just saying that like uh, had a lot going on. I didn't watch hardly any television back in them days, even though that was back in the days when I did watch TV. And it's like I didn't have time to watch TV, and I wasn't I wasn't even approaching anything that was like would be representation of running the country. For frick's sake, man. Get real is what I'm trying to say. But uh, so, yeah, so here's some things I was thinking about along this lines about this politics, the modern politics, the postmodernism, whatever that means. Of course, everybody has a different definition. This is a this is a sidetrack a little bit. I was listening to this podcast and this guy was talking about postmodernism <laughs> and uh he was talking about okay, yeah. What it means is like so he goes in he goes into it a bit. 
And he's saying, oh, Jordan Peterson, because he was critiquing Jordan Peterson. This is on uh, School Sucks podcast or something like that, if anybody wants to go find that. But uh, uh, it probably references postmodernism, but the guy's talking about it. And he's like, well, see, the, the real postmodernists, and, he, and, and he's defending postmodernism. And he's saying, well, see, you go into the critique, the libertarians can, can learn a lot from postmodernism because it really, really is liberating. It really, really is at its core uh, uh, a viable philosophy. And uh, what they were saying was that, you know, we, you know, one of the aspects of it is like you read a book and then no two t- people interpret it alike. And there's like a, a so you know, when you go and approach topics and stuff like that, you know, you, you can't critique it that way. You kind of like, it, it's kind of like all open to this interpretation and then there's no, and then, um, okay. So it's everything, but which is, which I agree with it. It's true to a certain extent, to a certain extent, but that doesn't make, uh, what their kind of core, the, the crux of a lot of it is, it's like, Oh, there's no such thing as objective reality. Almost as if, but, uh, then it, but it, but why I was laughing is like, it's just got a built in self refuting aspect of it. It's like, okay. So what, I was thinking about it later too, cause I, I'm kind of slow. I mean, on the, but I was thinking about it later. I was like, <laughs> and then I started busting up laughing. I was remember what that guy was saying. It's like, okay, then why should anybody accept your interpretation and what you just got to explaining what postmodernism is? It's like, <laughs> It's just funny, man. And people, what's funny is people really take this shit seriously. And I think that's what we're seeing too with this uh, political discourse. It's like it, it's it's kind of based and rooted in this concept, this postmodernist concept. Um, and that's the fun thing about it too. It's like how do you define postmodernism? Well, postmodernism is kind of the uh, of the. Uh, negation of kind of definitions of, of, of objectivity and stuff like that. And then, uh, like I would have liked to ask that guy, it's like, well, okay, let's say you're, you pull out a tech manual and you want to do repair on a, uh, like a, a vehicle. Uh, and then you, and then you, um, you know, run across a segment that says, oh, how to change your fuel filter. You got to take this bolt off and you got to take this bolt off and it's, and, and, and you access it here. Give that to somebody else. Follow these same instructions and see if they can get the fuel filter off. Uh, what are they going to do? They're going to read it and they're going to do what it says and they're going to follow it. Because it's understandable, it's objective, it's dealing with an objective truth that's solid, that's in reality, that has direct effect immediate and noticeable and discernible what about that that exists it's real um yeah so there is no philosophy that's going to tell you that everything is subjective and sort of open to interpretation that can be taken seriously because it's like oh well that's just your interpretation come on so now we're moving into this though it seems which is really disturbing from what I can gather, and like that, that guy, Jordan Peterson, he's pointing this out. That's where all this SJW stuff is coming from. It's sort of this kind of postmodernist kind of conceptualization of things, and uh, which is self-refuting. And it's not based on logic. It's not based on reason. You just emote. You, you reflexively react to things. You don't reason things, think things through. 
because everything is subjective anyway. There is no objectivity according to this this totally screwed up belief system. Um, so you're you're I think you're seeing more and more of this on TV is what I'm trying to say. And it's it's this it's a really insidious form of brainwashing, I believe, because really screwing people up. Um, so what you'll run across too, and not to go off into World War II and Hitler and stuff. That this is not the point. It's just like the time. I, I want to try to like kind of get more of a a bird's eye view of that kind of because you've got to really try hard to be objective about just the word Hitler. Whoa, well, what do you stand? Oh, Chris is a Holocaust denier. He must like Hitler. I kind of like Hitler too. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't like Hitler. It's like, I, I, yeah, and I'm a Holocaust denier. Holocaust is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I'm just based on what the evidence is out there that you can run across that you'll be presented with. That says that makes it true. It's not. It's ridiculous. Okay, but any whatever the case. Thinking about this stuff, thinking about this, something that John sent me about um, immigration and how, like, uh, you know, the, you know, the United Nations laid out. Uh, they have a. They ha- actually have a, uh, a political body. What is it? The immigration organization, something like that, to that effect. Something that deals with immigration, and it's like that what they say in this document um they say that very thing which is about uh if i can find it real quick man be glad when i get that other computer hooked up because this one everything that i click on it's like you click on it you wait one two and then like you're closing a button or whatever you're doing it's like there's this slight like, delay. Anyway. Do 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 pop. Do 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 Oh man, it's hot in here. Maybe I should drink stop drinking all this hot coffee. Um anyway. I thought I had it saved here in my notes. See I I, I need I need to stop and, and get all this stuff sorted out. I've been neglecting it. I've been doing other shit. But, uh, dude, dude, dude. Anyway, the gist of it is, yeah, that, that, that they're saying, oh, we need to bring in immigration to restore the populations in Europe, in the West, uh, because of the dwindling population. Now, why is the population dwindling? Because we're in a culture of extinction. That's why the culture is so screwed up. That people aren't even having families. I don't have a family myself. I don't. I'm like one of these screwed up uh, individuals that uh, uh, never got married. And uh, yeah, I'm screwed up. A lot of people are screwed up. Face facts. People, a lot of screwed up people. Um. Anyway, how are we going to replace the dwindling population? Oh, we're going to bring in immigrants. That's what we need to do. And it's laid out there, and that's been the program. That's the program. That's the one we're on. It's not going to stop. We're not going to elect Trump and have him build a wall and stop any of it. That's the plan. It's to bring in the immigrant into the culture of extinction so they can assimilate into the culture, and they can start joining in the same kind of 
uh, mentality, the sort of secular humanist, uh, materialist-centered view and outlook on life where everything is surrounded by money and time is money and money is time, time is money, and you want to, you know, regulate and gear your life around money. Well, we can only afford to have two kids. So we're only going to have two kids. If we have three kids, it'll be too much and blah, blah, blah. We have to, everything's around money, 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 money. Bring them into that culture and get them in, get them assimilated. And uh, that is the goal. That is the plan. That's what we're living in right now. It's part of it. It's not going to stop with the president. If you think that's going to happen, then you're just absolutely deluded. It's not going to happen. That's just what's going on. And Kay sent me some maps that show that, oh, here's the dwindling populations in Europe. And here's where all the Syrian refugees are moving in. It's like, ooh, wow, there's a really close correspondence there. I wonder why. It's like, well, you know, you're looking at a program. You're looking at the bosses rearranging the furniture. It's like, well, I walked into an office today. Why is that desk over here? It's like, well, dude, it's there now, and you're going to live with it. You don't have any say in that. That's the, it's the people at the, at the top floor that decided that. No, we're going to switch over to these desks. You're going to stand up when you work now. You're not going to be seated. It's these, it's these new. It's, see, this is healthy. It's this is the new deal. It's a, you. You work at a stand-up desk now. I don't want to stand up at work. I want to sit down. You don't have the choice, bud. It's not your choice to make. So you people get mad, you know, like oh, about immigration and stuff like that. It's like oh, we need to return. To, you don't have a say in this. You're not deciding any of it. It's like, don't pretend that you're going to put, like, a, a new mascot in there and it's going to change any of this. This is all figured and worked out ages ago. And then, plus, like, what if we didn't? Like, do you want the just, okay, the culture of extinction is that. Or it's, it's like, it's, then that's going to be the end of the uh, United States and the West pretty soon. Nobody, no babies are being born or, or not enough to replace the existing population. It's, it's over, game over anyway. What do you want? This is the program. It's like uh, the old Paul Mollif commercial. What's this hand softener you're talking about, Marge? You're soaking in it. You're soaking in it. You're soaking in it. It's like uh, that's the, you're in the program. This is civilization. This is what the, that's what it's about. You move the furniture around. You put the new furniture. You take this and you put it in. We're moving this person on this floor. We're doing this. And this is the way it's going to go down now. And you don't have a say. If you think democracy is nothing more than just a word, you're deluded. You're deluded. It's like it's 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 a it's it's a it's like rights. Go look up right now what a right is. It'll tell you that a right is an entitlement. Well, what does that mean? Entitlement. Something I'm entitled to. I'll go look that up. See what that means. You look up entitlement and say, entitlement's a right. It's like, ah, oh, it's circular. So there is no definition for a right. Right? Right. You, there is no definition. So what does it even mean? You don't have rights. You can, if, if you don't, can't define it, then you don't. If you can't articulate it and you can't define it, find somebody that can articulate it succinctly and define it. I, talk to anybody that works in law, talk to any affiliated with it. Like, what is a right exactly? What does it mean, a right? 
I have a right. What does that exactly mean? See if they can tell you. I bet you they can't tell you. If they do tell you something, because that's what a lot of people have a proclivity to do, oh, they'll just spout something out. They'll pull something out of their rectum, and then it sounds sort of somewhat plausible. Go ask the next guy and see if their answers match up or resemble each other. It's like, probably not. You can't define it, then you don't have it, is what I'm trying to say. You don't have rights. You don't have a say. It's like the, the mind tricks that are being played on us. That's why I'm going to this with Hitler and how this stuff works. It's like, what, what about Hitler? It's like, oh, like, like I was talking about the Club of Rome. You need a boogeyman. That necess- this dialectic necessitates, so you need a boogeyman. So they did this in World War II. And now that I'm looking at the way that the current situation with politics is shaping up, it's like, could that have been the plan all along? Because it certainly seems like when you're listening to the discourse, when you're listening to the dialogue, and it's, you can't listen, I don't care who it is on TV, it's like, very extremely common, five minutes into the conversation, if it starts to get heated and it's anything to do with the left-right paradigm, it's like, you can count on Hitler being brought up. You can count on it. It's a guarantee. It's like, why? Well, here's what I've come to the conclusion is that, okay, we had Fourth of July, and like we was talking about, we pointed out it's a secular humanist religion. It's a, it's a, it's a civil religion which in our modern day is, is secular and humanist. People are now like, oh, we're abandoning Christianity, we're abandoning religion, we're going more secular. Uh, turns out we're pretty much secular all along. Founding fathers weren't Christians. There were some kind of other, maybe if any of them had, were, uh, you know, truth be known, they were probably right in line with like what a lot of mentality today. I don't know, maybe even Satanists, whatever. Uh, not Christians. But, um, so now you come into this, modern day, which is like, oh, it's, you know, oh, we're secular, oh, we're, hum- we're a secular nation. It's like, okay, what does that mean? Define it. Um, well, yeah, there is no supernatural. Everything is, you know, can is a materialist, reductionist, and everything can be uh, categorized as such. And um, th- then it's like, you know, we have, you know, decisions made based on sciences, and then we have policies set on that. So it's like we're not in any kind of like... Um, you know, we don't have like any concerns for uh, all stuff that would be influenced by uh, any any notion that there's um, a, a god or anything like that. It's all secular. Okay, so what what is the requirement when you're you're building up your your pantheon of gods for your secular humanist you know stage theater narrative on the scene? Oh, well, you're going to need a, a Satan character, which would be Hitler, obviously. So it's like it, you know, he, you know, heaven, the utopia. That's you know, we'll get social justice, and then we'll have a future utopia with uh, flying cars and uh, oh, um, probably uh, they'll figure out how eventually to. Um, I I don't know, maybe. Uh, have shoelaces that will actually stay tied. I don't know. It's a, the future utopia where everything is like squared away technologically. That's and then included into that, which is when you bring in NASA and you bring in that whole mythology about going into space and populating the stars. That's all part of your narrative, your story, your religious uh, mythology. 
that's built around the new religion, which is secularism, statism, uh, scientism. Um, you need the arch villain, and he needs to be kind of removed. He needs to kind of be far back in their history. So that's Hitler. And they have the History Channel, and they call it the Hitler Channel now because it's all Hitler all the time. And it's like, why is that? Just pretty curious. It's because he is so important. He was Time Man of the Year. For the Freemasons uh, that run shit, uh, he was a very, very important man because I think the reason why he was Time Man of the Year and all that because they understood at that time what they were building. Because... That now the way I look at things, I look at things from the perspective of, okay, you're living, when you're seeing this stuff and you're, people are talking and they're talking about and they're occupied with this, you know, wh- whatever it happens to be, generally speaking, especially when you go into this stuff like that, with politics and stuff like that, you are entering into the world of make-believe. You're entering in the world of mythology. And yes, Hitler was an actor too, just like Trump. And yes, he did go to Argentina. I do believe that. I do believe those FBI documents are authentic. They, I've never heard anybody. Any, I, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe they're not. But I haven't heard anything so far that that shows that those those documents are inauthentic. But uh, I could be wrong. But I, yeah, he he didn't go. He didn't die, and, and he was just relocated. He's an actor. It's like Trump. The, that, the whole thing that happened in World War II, did people die in World War II? Yeah, I, I think so. But it was like like what they said, no. It was, it was a Holocaust, no. Uh, it, was a, it was a big relocation event. They've moved a lot of people around. I think some people did yeah, catch typhoid, they died. Did some people get shot? Yeah. Uh, shit get blowed up? Yeah. Uh, but with the whole purpose in mind in, in relocating, re- dispersing people, relocating them, I think that is the one of the primary objectives of war, social engineering primarily. It's not, to, it's not this pissing contest between these leaders because they all work together. They all work together. Putin, Bush, Trump, Obama, they're all on the same team. They all hang out together probably. Uh, none of this politics stuff is real. They they figured this out a long time ago. You always had the the monarchies, the rulership. They they figured this out a long time ago. Well, let's make the people think that they have some kind of say. We'll trick them into it. You know, we'll give them this uh, phony two party system. And it's very shallow. It's very superficial. But it works. It works freaking fantastic. And it's all based on psychology. So you got this Hitler mythos. That's so vitally important. And why is it important? Because it's always brought up. And it's like he's the, the devil figure. So he's the one thing that we need to avoid. And, and why is he so necessary? Is because when you're bringing in all this stuff, even including an up to pedophilia, by the way, it's like you have to go, and like I was talking about earlier, you have to obtain this victim status. It's so very important. And the name of the game is to shame your opponent. To, to make to embarrass them to make to paint them out to be insensitive to paint them up, up to be a, a bad guy in some way or another and that's how you do it and the Hitler comparison is so important and the reason why is because uh, he he according to the myth according to the legend killed six million Jews because of his belief that they were somehow racially inferior racially corrupt genetically corrupt and just 
uh, they were just born to be shitheads, and we need to kill them. And that was what we're told is Hitler's whole agenda, and they had the death camps built to exterminate them, even though there's no evidence that that was the case. It's mythology. Now, was Hitler in on it? Yeah, I think he was in on it. He understood, at least to some degree, what his role would be in the future of uh, so-called politics. And uh, so so he's kind of lionized in history in, in a sort of an inverse way, but still nonetheless, he's like, he, he's an important pivotal fig- figure. And that's the reason it's to set up this narrative, to set up this mythology. And if you think about it, a lot of this pivots off of that because if there wasn't, if it wasn't for Hitler, you don't have this moral high ground. You can't obtain it because you, because you don't have anything to point to to say, well, see where this leads. See where this leads. Death camps. Death camps. They're going to throw us in. They're going to throw faggots in death camps. I mean, queers. I mean, gays. In death camps, like Hitler did. You hate. You hate gays. You want to put them in death camps. That's how it works. And so you come to YouTube today, and it's like, oh, there's a gay channel that's directed toward children, and maybe a lot of you have seen this already. They have this dude dressed up. He's got a beard, and he's dressed like a drag queen, and he looks horrific, and he's singing to children. Oh, it's okay to be gay, da-da-da-da-da. Look at me. This is totally normal and acceptable, and it is directed at children. Now, Now, they won't snatch that off of YouTube. That's fine. That's tolerance. That, that that's free speech. We don't want to violate anybody's rights. That's civil rights. They're civil rights. They have this twisted, ridiculous, moral perch that they're chirp sitting on and chirping at you. That hurts the victim's feelings. You hurt the victim's feelings. We're going to pull your video down because you hurt their feelings if they see their feelings might get hurt. We don't want, and and you're a bad person for making people feel you be hurt. But you could show the most hideous, most rep and 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 sexual subject matter directed toward toddlers for crying out loud. That's fine. We can do that. And to say otherwise makes you bigoted, makes you mean. So, yeah, this is important to kind of get a get a handle on this stuff because this is this is going to be bad. This is bad, man. The way this stuff is shaping up, and it's getting they're getting bolder and bolder. like I said, that it's already had twenty thousand views. It's been on there for how many? I think what I made maybe two years ago. I made that video. It was fine before. 20,000 people viewed it and, and nobody flagged it. Really? Oh, until just the other day? What was it? What, four, four or five days ago? Whatever. Really? It's like, uh, does that make any damn sense? No. But somebody working there saw it. Oh, it's flagged in my flag video. Oh, that's terrible. This will hurt somebody's feelings. We can't have this. This is not part of our policy, our guidelines. Our, our our fair guidelines to keep everybody safe on the internet. 
And, of course, these news stories have come out. I've seen a lot of these, and they were just as fake as it gets. Oh, this our daughter killed herself. She killed herself because she's bullied on the Internet. And it's like, that is ridiculous. Nobody, teenagers don't kill themselves at the drop of a hat. I'm sorry, they just don't. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. If a teenager kills himself, they had a lot more going on leading up to the bullying. I guarantee you. They had some other things that were going on. When you hear somebody says, oh, they um, dropped their ice cream at the mall, went home and killed themselves. It's like, was the ice cream the reason why? It's like, no. It's like the they had probably God knows what else going on in their life. People don't, they get bullied on the internet and go kill themselves. Give me a, that's absolutely absurd. Uh, And then hearing multiple ones. But why are we hearing these fake news stories? It's because of this very thing. It's, It's just like you need to ramp up the hysteria, and it's just like a Hitler. You need an extreme example, even though you don't have one in real life. It's very, very handy to have one, so you make one up. You make up an extreme example of hate and intolerance. Killed six million. That's what you want to do, don't you? You want to round up everybody that's different than you and 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 and, and put them in a oven. It's like no, that's a made-up story for one thing. And no, I wouldn't do that. Like that's but see, that's the position they want to come at you from though, because it's the moral high. It's this moral. Uh, you're 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 taking this uh, position where you can pretend that you have this sort of more enlightened view, and that you're more sensitive, you're more caring, you're more loving, you're more accepting, and that is not even true. You don't know what you don't know what induces homosexuality. You don't know what induces transgenderism. You don't care. You could care. You could give zero rats asses about these people that are suffering through this particular mental illness. You don't care about them. You're using them for an agenda, which is which is, and the reason why. There's people out there using that for their agenda, for their for their talking points to gain this moral high ground or whatever, is because <clears throat> they've been trained and taught. None of these thoughts are their own. They don't come up with this stuff on their own. They've been trained through the media, through television, through through these different programs. Programming, they call it programming for a reason. And that's where we're at. And uh yeah, by the way, I heard this mentioned, too, on a different podcast I was listening to, the uh, Harry Potter series. And they were saying a lot of stuff right in line what I was talking about with it, how it's all reflective. It's all kind of goes right in line with the uh, with the with uh, this whole identity politics thing. It's, that is really the theme of these Harry Potter things. So they got these practitioners of witchcraft, oddly enough, and then like they're, they they have this name for themselves and they people who are not witches or have this other name, and it's kind of like, oh, well, they, they, they experience prejudice. You don't want anybody to know you're blah, blah, blah. Then it's like, okay, a lot of parallels to gay, a lot of parallels. It's obvious. Pretty, it's pretty uh, 
pretty ham-handed, if you ask me. It's not very, it's not very nuanced or subtle. It's pretty, pretty open and direct. But yeah, just happened to come out with a movie right after Trump was elected. Give me a break. And it's got political themes. None of them had a guy running, for, but this one did. Had a had a a political candidate that gets killed by one of the. Like I was getting picked on because he was had he had special powers. And that's another thing you're seeing in movies a lot. It's like, oh, you're different. You have special powers, and then the, um, then you're going to be persecuted by by everybody. And that's the that's the theme in comics. Very very common in these comic books and stuff like that. I was talking about that. It, I think it's based on X Men with the the Wolverine guy. And all that. And it's like, that's the theme. It's all throughout this X-Men thing. It's like, oh, you're different. And that means you have special powers. You're special. And that's why people hate you. And they got to pick on you. It's like, um, yeah, do do people, yeah, pick on people who are, like, yeah, different? Or, and is that cool? No, it's not cool. But um, But why is that being so celebrated, so uh, ramped up, so promoted so heavily in this in this era it's because this is the century of change because they want to uh, eradicate they've already done a swell job in eradicating the family pretty much uh they've pretty much completely wiped it out we're at kind of zero replacement growth and population it's like okay job well done you got that done bringing the immigrants to fill in the gaps you know to to pick lettuce or do whatever that needs to be done to keep everything kind of <clears throat> rolling forward. They have children. They'll grow up. They'll be watching the Netflix and the, and the programming and they get programmed in and then they'll, they'll, they'll adopt the materialistic centered lifestyle and, and go chasing a dollar for the rest of their life. Uh, just like everybody does in this culture and, and all their heritage and their culture and stuff will be long forgotten in the first generation. That's what happens. But, uh, yeah, sad but true. Sad but true. Where are we at? It is one hour and 16 minutes of jabber-jawing. And I need to take a break. Oh. Oh. Oh, good. I'm recording. I was like, dang, did I set the recorder on? And it looks like we got caller inners. Oh. Oh, what happened? That's not what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to. Caller inner. Hello? That doesn't make sense. Caller inner. Good. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Is this Paul? This is Paul. This is Paul, yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what, man? I was going to bring up Paul because I hadn't heard from you in so long and you had you talking about you were gonna go to surgery or something. Yeah. I have you in my I actually have you in my notes right now. Well, like, okay, interesting. What's going on, Paul? And yeah. uh here you are on the call. But if you hang on for a minute, I want to get, I want to play the bumper. All right. We'll get right. right back to you. I'll be here. I'll and be here. I'm going to go take a toilet break after this. 
for listening to the Hoax Busters Call. You can join the discussion by dialing area code 724-444-7444. Caller ID 90337. Hoax Busters. Busters. Conspiracy. Or just theory. I make it back, I make it back, I make it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where have you been uh, hanging yeah. out at, man? Like, where you been well, boy, it's been uh, the last, since the last time I was on this show, it has been... A wild ride. Um, I remember uh, last time I communicated with you, I think it was through Skype, and I sent you a picture of the Chinese hospital where I was. And uh, and your comment was, yeah, it looks legit. <laughs> Which it just it's pretty stuck clean in my in mind. There. Yeah, okay, yeah, like, it looks like a hospital. <laughs> they have like chickens. They didn't have like chickens running around inside. The no, place or anything. no, no. It looks ah, like an actual going. hospital with nurses and everything. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. And uh, if they have to like uh, if they have to like pull a chicken off the operating table before they start <laughs> like, chicken like roosting them. Like, yeah. That's not a that's not a good indicator. Right. No. <laughs> when you see the chicken in the operating room. Right. Right. Not a not a good thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, so. Uh, oh, you want an egg? You know, I give you, I hand you an egg. Like when you get to, when you get out of surgery, you <laughs> like uh, eggs from the hospital. Yeah, yeah. No, like uh, I'm just talking about like certain parts of China. I mean, they may have that set up. I don't know. No, China's modern and uh, it's all, well, they got buildings uh, and stuff there. Right. They do. <laughs> they have tall buildings. What, could, what else? I mean, and, you know, all this stuff was going through my mind as I was deciding to get, you know, what was fairly major surgery, which I didn't get in uh, in China, was like, okay, well, there's freeways and buildings and bridges, and they do all that. And I guess, uh, you know, I guess they can do some, you know, surgery too. Uh, but um, the end result was um, – I well, I don't want to get too far into. I've got some. I've got some pretty darn serious health problems. Unfortunately, uh, I'm back in the states now. Um, that's that's basically what happened. I, I I wanted to get everything take taken care of in China, um, so that because um, it was a good job. I, I would love to have stayed at that job. It still breaks my heart that I had to leave, but um, my issues were serious enough that um, I really had to go back to the states. So. I'm in Los Angeles now, staying with a friend, which is uh, very fortunate on uh, that uh, someone's willing to uh, kind of see me through this. Um, so, but um, the uh, uh, really, uh, I could have gotten surgery there if I had gone to a major. I was there's a major city that was nearby. I was I was in a suburb of a major city. And uh, there's a major city that was nearby, and if I had gone to that major city, I think that from everything they're saying here and what they said there, uh, 
that seemed to be okay. But looking back on it, I would not be well advised to have had surgery in that smaller town. But I didn't have any contacts in in the major city. Um, you know, I had a lot of people who would be looking after me in the smaller town and just, you know, convenient or whatever. But uh, I, I don't think it would have been a good idea. Uh, so, uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's where I am. What is uh, TV like over there? Do you watch any television at all, or do you get uh, uh, information on the Internet? It's funny. Uh, you're just talking about Hitler and all this, and I was just had this long conversation with my friend about, um, you know, in the same way that um, that – uh, you, you know, because we were just making that same comment, you know, just like going through cable. Uh, it's like, wow, it's Hitler still. And how long will we be watching Hitler? Are we watching Hitler in 100 years? Well, he's, uh, he's like the ultimate evil. So he's the personification of evil in the uh, in the religion of secular humanist philosophy. <clears throat> he's, he's like the devil figure. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess what would be the... Uh, what would be the kind of uh, savior figure in secular oh, human um, philosophy? Well, uh, the first thing that springs to mind is, is Gandhi. Um, That's what I, I was think thinking, we, too. I, was like, I think like we a, can do better like than that, Gandhi though. There might, if there you might go with that, yeah. I uh, can't really, but there are, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so what I was about to say is... Uh, um, Asking about Chinese television, um, a lot of what's on Chinese TV is the demonization of the Japanese. Still, um, uh, you know, you'll see things set in you know 1938 Shanghai, and you know the horrible, uh, you know, duplicitous Japanese, or you know during the middle of the war, and you know uh, there's a very uh, similar uh, storyline that the Chinese have. Uh, uh, you know, the Japanese have a, a similar record in China of, uh, you know, human experimentation, and uh, they, you know, were not um, model citizens there in uh, China. Uh, so, uh, but I think uh, if, if it, it's just funny that, or not, I, don't, I mean, but it's just uh, curious that, uh, you know, there seems to be the need to reiterate that uh, eight hours a day on television uh, about how bad the Japanese are. So uh, that's 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 one really interesting thing uh, about uh, Chinese Chinese TV. Uh, other than that, it, it is kind of uh, you know the same kind of stuff. Uh, not that I know. That I'm sorry, about. like a, how bad the who are? Is that how about the Japanese are? They hate Japanese. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah. the Japanese are the worst according to China. They just right. don't like Japanese at all. Right, right, uh, right. What, what like is I, that? There's something, some basis for that. Well, just like everywhere else, they need a villain. Yeah, I think that's part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like you're saying and about first, Hitler, I think they just yeah. need, the mythology needs to be there um, in order to, you know, justify, you know, the, the uh, goodness of the uh, ruling party. Yeah, I think that that's probably as good a, uh, an answer as any. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's important too. It's 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 important component of uh, government. I've heard I've heard it say it it means to govern the mind, mind control, which is uh, I I don't think that 
is actually what you know as far as the etymology of the word right what have you is uh that i don't think that's necessarily accurate but it's it's fitting and it is it is that's really what it is it's it's a mind control it's how do you manage all these different people and get them to stay kind of you know line relatively how to stay in line relatively speaking like with uh the, the program of uh, so-called civilization or what, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's like, um, yeah, you employ these, uh, tried and true manipulation tactics. And the one thing I think that's been very successful is to, to convince the, uh, pretty sizable, substantial number of the, po- mem- mem- the number of the population that they actually have a say in what goes on as far as like these big policy decisions and stuff like that. Now right. I do believe that if you get really active in the local politics and stuff, I mean, you have to really throw yourself at it. You can actually get concessions on things. I, I, I do believe that. Yeah. But see, here's the thing about that is that it, it is, it is actually impossible for that to be a real effective, uh, mo uh, uh, avenue of, um, you know, getting getting real effective change consistently because everybody's too busy to do that. Right. That's that's, that's the point that's of it. Right. It's like, yeah, you can throw yourself into politics if you're inclined towards that and actually well, and if you have put money, enough pressure right? on people. I think a lot a lot of people who do it have they have money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they have so they money. Have... Yeah, that's another thing too. They have the money and the luxury to do that sort of thing. Right. And then, and and then you got to have the inclination, and then you got to be conversant to to get in there and kind of like make your pitch and do your thing and be persistent and be mm-hmm. uh, consistent right. with it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of, it'd be a lot of work, but um, people have done it. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't doubt that. And and see, mm-hmm. but that what's the funny thing about it is that that entrenches the belief that overall you're really going to make, you really going to have uh, an influence Right. Uh, well, in that case, you, you can point to and say, "Yeah, we did. We got we we prevented a a Walmart from being built in here and destroying our local economy." That that does happen because you, they could get enough if if they can get enough people behind it, which there's been instances of that happening. And it's like, um, it, but um, those those instances are are not something that's that's near common enough because there's just not enough people that have enough time to do all that. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, you know, it's, it's too, it's too time consuming. And it's like, there's this always, there's this old saw and it, it's irritating as hell. It's like free to the, the cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. You always have to keep, <laughs> you're right. Like, that is irritating. Dude, if there's <laughs> eternal vigilance and screw it, man, you got to work, you got to eat. It's like, yeah. You Keep an yeah. eye on these bastards that 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 you know work every angle to keep their shit secret, and they very right. successful at it. And they got this entrenched club, you know, that they it's it's thoroughly corrupt. It's like, it, how are you going to keep on top of all the corruption and shit that's in, in just your local government? You can't. You hear about somebody going, you know, like uh, not too long ago. It's, well, it's actually been a while ago. They had some guy that was a well-known attorney locally here and uh he got uh he got disbarred or something and it was like i think it was like the third or fourth or fifth time that he he choked 
he he battered like he different girlfriends like he would he would just batter them you know and he did it mm-hmm. several times in public in front of a bunch of people like either smacked her down choked her out it's, it's, it's and then it's been with different women though like but he's just kind of notorious and he's like this guy he drives he drives around flashy cars he has some uh from what i understand he had some kind of like lamborghini coontalk or something which uh were very uh, what a lamborghini like, a lamborghini yeah, what Talk, I know what? you're an attorney, dude, but where do you, where do you get, it's, it's one of those, uh, it's extravagant sports car. You know, okay, I'm not, I'm not in that world, I'm not in that world. $100,000. Okay. The reason why I know, because they were so popular in the 80s, and like, uh, they, they were like, uh, just some kind of fetish car, uh-huh. like, oh, you're a teenager, everybody else, like, Coontalk is so cool, man. I had a, actually a <laughs> Coontalk poster on my wall. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just like uh, I don't know. I, it's like how old are you, Paul? You don't remember the eighties? <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm well into my fifties, and I, I'm no, don't, I don't remember that part you of the eighties. I was, I was there. I don't remember that. that. I remember Farrah Fawcett. That's that all I remember. I think you were into like craft work and stuff like that. Like that's more, yeah, the B fifty twos and uh, right, right, Devo, Devo, right. That's what I remember of the eighties. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, it's a uh, uh, an example of like, yeah, you have these politicians or figures that that get called out on the carpet. But it was like, how many times do you have to like batter a woman in public to finally go <laughs> to finally get disbarred and go and do a little bit of jail time? And, and so, what's your point about that? What was your point about that? Well, we were talking about like, um, you know how. It, keeping on top of corruption and the price of freedom is eternal vigilance and all uh, that. So there's like, not even, uh, so your point is like, there's not people who are even able to keep, you know, keep on top of that. Uh, kind of that growth, well, yeah. Even a guy, know. even a guy that's, that's a, some sort of public figure to a certain extent. Uh, he wasn't a high, uh, he was just some kind of district attorney guy, a former district attorney guy. Another guy, mm. I think he, he, he was buddies with, uh, went to prison for, bringing cocaine in here on a plane in the airport locally here too, and something like that. Heard something oh. about that. I don't know. Maybe just a rumor. I don't know. But yeah. So, uh, he finally did a, a little jail stint for kicking his girlfriend's ass out in front of a whole bunch of people. And he's done it multiple times and got away with it. And it's like, okay, what it, and the point being, is like, okay, so this guy is so emboldened, that he's going to kick his girlfriend's ass and choke her out, choke her unconscious, by the way, in front of wow. a bunch of people, and then and just be comfortable with doing that, like, yeah. multiple times? And it's he like, okay, get what, away are doing, yeah. what are they yeah. doing behind the scenes that you Yeah, you, exactly. They, don't do they can do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are you, how are you going to keep on top of any of that crap? Give me a break, man. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like that's the nature of the whole, the, the whole conceptualization of government. It's like, it's... It, it, it's inception. Its premise is flawed. It's 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 corrupt from its inception. It's 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 a it's a flawed premise. You're never going to have people on their best behavior when they don't have accountability. When they're when they're in a club that uh, regulates itself, that's ridiculous. But then that's but it's this faith that people have in it. It's just like they have in the science scientism and the scientific quote-unquote community it's like this deep abiding faith like there was this this really irksome woman on uh 
Joe Rogan podcast recently, and I listened to a little bit of that. But she's like flogging vaccines. She's flogging, oh, and then chiropractic is a bunch of horse, which I think, yeah, chiropractic is, uh, is, is a lot of chicanery. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in chiropractic, but, uh, but they were using that as like an example of like, but it, of course, juxtapos- juxtapositioning it against uh, modern medicine, which by imp- inference is like, oh, that's totally legit. And then chiropractic is just, and they were pointing out different things like Gwyneth Paltrow selling some kind of magic bracelet with a hologram on it or something that's supposed to give you energy or some poor shit. They were saying, oh, how bad that is, all that stuff is. And it's like, um, it, it, it's like this, this woman, it's like, listen to her speak. It's like, she's got this like deep abiding faith and she keeps referencing science. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, man, I was just like, I would love to, to, to be able to speak with somebody like that and say, like, what do you think science is exactly? Exactly. What is science? Mm-hmm. It's like they, they, the way the word is used, it's like this, it's, 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 it, again, it's like this mythologizing. It's like this, there is this kind of, it, 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 it's referencing sort of this, this abstraction of this, like science, there's some, somehow somewhere this science council, which represents, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, which of course would be hum- human beings, men, women, that they they get into science, quote unquote, and then once you're part of science, it's like you're you're part of this club that's uh, incorruptible and that y- you only are after the you know pure pursuit of knowledge and right. truth, and you would like nothing better than the next guy to come along and prove you wrong. So you can <laughs> Just make your day. Right. That's right. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. It's like, where does that exist? Like, where's your evidence that that even exists? Uh-huh. But people get away with just saying science, like it's the, but it's a religion. It's, it's part of the religion. It's like you, it's one of the, it's one of the tenets. It's one of the, um, it's, it's one of the, the core, uh, you know, components of this religion that it, it just, it goes, you can say it and you don't have to ever, ever, uh, be called out on it. Mm-hmm. it. You could just, you could just spout it. And then it, it somehow it's invoking this, um, this, this concept, like I say, this science council, mythological science counselor that council that doesn't exist. And, 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 um, but yeah, it was really, really painful to listen to her it was like man she's a total she's totally 100 percent like uh and that and then it was like i'm i'm thinking too it's like this is this is anybody that's going to get any kind of like high level of exposure like joe rogan it's like of course they're gonna flog vaccines they're gonna get the people on there that are gonna they're gonna promote scientism and flog it and which he didn't from my understand, from what I understand, I'm not I'm not that familiar with his uh, material that much. But uh, in the past, it wasn't like that. From what I gather, like you know, maybe five, six, seven years ago, right? It, he was a different guy, and then now he's kind of this. Oh, he's a top podcast on the internet, whatever. One of the ones, and it's like, oh, and his guests are these people that come on, and they're gushing over science, and then Neil deGrasse Tyson. And, uh, science, 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 and it's well, like it's uh, almost in, it's almost in a situation like that. You, you almost feel like somebody's talked. It's like okay, 
you are going to be one of us now. I, I, I felt that in several instances. I can't, you know, I would have to think about it to, to name, you know, names, but that that, that seems like a, a familiar scenario where people, you know, get you know, promoted to these uh, positions of, of, of influence, and then all of a sudden, you know, these mainstream ideas start flowing out of your mouth. Uh, and, you know, you think it, 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 it's hard not to make the connection. It's like, okay, well, there was some deal made there. Now, I don't know about that in the case of Joe Rogan or anybody else. And, uh, it's, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, accuse anybody of that or Joe Rogan of that. But, you know, and, and from what you're saying, it, it does sound like that's, uh, you know, a possibility, at least. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I got another caller on hold. New Mexico. Go ahead. How you doing? Hello? Hello? Hi, New Mexico. Hi. New Mexico. Can you hear me? Yeah, are you the dude that sent me an email... A yeah. couple of days ago or something like that. Yeah, how you doing, man? Good to have you Good, on. how are you? First time caller, long time yeah. listener to the Oaks call. You say yeah, hi to thanks, Paul. China or Paul. Huh? He's what was that? To, yeah, Paul, uh, he's he's a long time listener, caller, inner. Oh, and, hey, Paul. Uh, he, All right. Yeah, he uh, excommunicated himself to China. To uh, get in league with how, the Shiners over there. How know. how'd that work out? Turned commie. Did you go commie, Paul, or is that what happened? Uh, no. At the Communist Manifesto, and then packed your bags. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. I didn't go commie. I, and and actually, you know, uh, I often point out um, that just like the Masons at one point probably did some bricklaying. And now when the, the bricklaying doesn't really have much to do with what the Masons do today. The communists in China at one point probably did some communist thing, and uh, they don't do that anymore. That's all. It's just a you know just a power structure. That's the, that's that's uh, all it's there for, really. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a uh, well they they had a they had. Craftsman guilds back in the day. There was like a bunch of different ones, from what I understand. I don't know. I wasn't there. But oh, masonry is one of the old ones. Yeah, uh-huh. right, right. And and then that morphed into what it is today. You know, and that's a, it's just that they don't really you know do the right, right. So, so uh, well, I don't Mexico, know what uh what is what, I'm sorry. What was your name again? You, yeah, you yeah. don't have to give out your whole name, but of course, but uh, yeah, my my name is Joey. Did you say Jerry? Joey. Joey. Like Joey? Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, right, right. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so you're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is that correct? That's correct. Oh, did you listen to that uh, call uh, where I had an incident there and all that? What was that? Yeah, what, what happened? I, I know I've listened to some part of it, and you were saying that you had some trouble with, the, was it the police or something? Yeah, I got in a single car accident. I got in a single car accident. <clears throat> I rolled my truck and then uh I got arrested. This is this is a long time ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, well, and how happened? did you roll it? What's that again? Did someone how did on, you roll it? it? Did the, someone hit you? It was on the uh it was out on the 
interstate. Oh. Fell asleep at the wheel and tum- did a tumble over. Yeah. Is that, and, was that uh, your first time and, in Albuquerque? Uh, I think so. I had just pulled, no, no, I've been through there before <clears throat> a couple of times driving through. And, yeah. uh, I was, uh, had went in, I think earlier in the day and grabbed a bite to eat and then left out and I was heading out and then I, I, I was, uh, no, I, I take that back. I'm trying to piece it all together cause it kind of gets blurry cause, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was. But anyway, it's like um, getting to talking to people. They say that, like, uh, yeah, the the law is really heavy-handed around there. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah. No, I. So you uh, you had that experience too, right? Yeah. No, I mean I think the, the cops don't. Jail, no, no, but. no. But like the cops here are, um, they're thugs, pretty much. Um, they're always in the news for for the wrong reasons. Um. Yeah, and it comes in the, uh, if you watch the news, they're always doing stories on how they can't find qualified people, and that's kind of like the source of all these problems, is they have really underqualified people holding guns and (laughs) trying to enforce laws, and most of them have, like, power complexes, you know, something happened to them when they were kids or something, I don't know, but they have this need to, like, assert themselves. yeah, very. And I mean, I think that's true in a yeah, and I think it's true in a lot of places. I've lived all over, lived in other cities, and I've noticed it. But it, it it does seem that we have such a, I guess, uneducated or more uneducated base of people um, compared to other cities that um, it's that's the sample they have to draw on, you know. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's just sad because uh, a lot of good people you know, get hurt by him. Right, so. man, yeah. I mean, I gathered that from my little stint there, and it was like, I, I, was during the course of it, I was uh, having to go to court, and I went downtown multiple times, and um, I, I'm not exaggerating, dude, and I'm sure you could, you can back this up, is that you go downtown Albuquerque and it's like nothing but courthouses, right? I mean, there's yeah. like court. Oh, and, and, and everyone's moving out. Everywhere. Everyone's yeah, everyone's moving out right now. Um, there's businesses that are located, like their headquarters um, or whatever. They're moving, and then they're being very vocal about it, talking to the media, um, saying just how unsafe it is. Um, you know, there's a lot of crime here, but we also have a lot of thug police. So it's kind of like a, a pretty bad mixture <laughs> like um, a double whammy but yeah. yeah so i mean you want the police to protect you but I, I i've done it before where i've called the police to like help protect me but they're looking for ways to kind of you know harass me get, at that point the trap. and you're like i'm yeah, the victim yeah, yeah. i'm the victim what right. are you doing you know like i called you guys don't you, don't you remember so yeah it's it's but, I, I mean, I boil, boil it all down to the fact that you just have so many uh, unqualified people that they're letting in just because they can't fill the spots. You know, there's not a lot of uh, people that want the job. So they have to do all these massive rec- recruitment campaigns. They have to, you know, I'm kind of pissed off because they're spending our taxpayers' money on 
um, all these fancy rides for the cops, like to try and entice people like, you know, the kids that are graduating high school, like, Hey, you know, join up with the police force. You could drive this sweet Camaro and all this stuff. And it's, they're just they're oh, focusing really? on the wrong wow. areas. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. <laughs> That's a great That's uh, recruitment. Yeah. You could drive a cool car. I mean, we car. had, we had, yeah, we had cops in Albuquerque. Do you remember that show? Do you remember that back in the day? I used to watch that when I watched television. I used to watch that pretty frequently, and I, I do recall, I think they did have it. They had a long-running stint yeah. in Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like a lot of... It's like but a, if you ever... Yeah, that, that'd be a great place to film cops. I'm sure you get it like a lot of... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. That's why it was such there. a long run, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, it's... Um, yeah, it's quite something. It was like something out of a dystopian film. It's like, uh, oh, is this? Am I on the set of fucking Judge Dredd or what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like the court building, like real imposing looking big court buildings, and I mean, yeah. they really could go down and shoot a movie. I, I'm, I'm surprised. Maybe they already have. I don't. I don't. No. Well, there's like this is like this is Hollywood, like uh, East, you know, uh, of Hollywood because it's. Uh, we have the film industry here. They get so many tax incentives, like Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, all that was filmed in Albuquerque. A lot of the big, oh, really? huge movie productions. Oh, it's big yeah. business here. That's what I'm saying. I'm not joking when I say it's like a little Hollywood out here. You wouldn't think it, but oh, a I lot of the major movies are being shot out here. Um, a lot of the uh, famous actors and actresses, you know, you see them around town. Um, they stay here. They live here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful city. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love where I live, like the, the landscape, the weather, the food. Um, oh, yeah, I really like There's that a lot of, of great lot, things yeah. about Albuquerque, but it's just there's, a, there's a, you know, certain elements to it that um, I think we have, you know, worse off than other parts of the country. But, I mean, I do enjoy it here. I mean, like I said, I've lived other places, and, you know, this is home. I I, I was born here, and I, I just feel comfortable here. Yeah, it is. Like, that is probably, uh, I I mean, as far as scenery and stuff goes, I, I really like, uh, yeah, that desert southwest. It's really, it's really nice. But, uh, yeah, I was out. I was on the way. I went to, uh, I was going to take a hiking excursion in the Grand Canyon. And, um, yeah, well, I, I've already told that sob story where they, uh, got, they kept my gear. So they confiscate my driver's license because I didn't submit to the breathalyzer test. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. It's like, I'm not, I haven't been drinking, but anyway, so they took my driver's license and then I get out of jail and I'm like, okay, uh, I need to go out and get my, uh, backpack and crap out of my truck. And so I call in the place, and I'm seeing where they're at and all that. And I said, okay, yeah, what do I need? It's like, yeah, you got to have a picture ID, and you got to have... It's like, well, I don't have an ID. I have all my documentation from the jail, official shit that's got my name on it and all that stuff, and my driver's license number on it that they issued to me. So it's official from the from the man, you know, the yeah. the, uh, the the government there locally. So I, I was thinking to myself, yeah, surely they'll accept this if I have this on hand because it'd be like um yeah if i you know because you could verify it it's like oh this guy here's saying that he got in a wreck and stuff and it's like 
But no, it's like, that's our policy. We got to have photo ID. It has to be photo ID. And I was like, lady, it's like, what? It's like, if I could, I have all these documents. It's like, why can't I show you this? And it's like, well, you have to have your photo on it. It's like, and I was like, you're telling me, is if I could, if I could forge this or however you think I would get a, get this stuff to get, to get in there and get a backpack, like I go through all this trouble and forge this stuff, I would go ahead and forge a fucking photo ID. <laughs> It's like what? Is, it's like the, yeah. It's no common sense, man. It's like that's that's what was so scary about downtown Albuquerque. It's like all the bureaucracy and all those courts, and you go in yeah. there and you deal with those people like that, and they got no fucking common sense. It's oh, like yeah. that's horrifying, you know. It's like well, that place. You know, was, I, it was a horrifying experience, man. It was like uh, I was so glad to get out of that damn town. I was like I, I couldn't get out of there fast enough after all that shit. It's because yeah, you go to those people and it's like. Yeah, I need to get my ID back or see what's going on with it or what I have to do or if it's suspended or what the status is on it. And of course, nobody can tell you anything. Well, you got to go over to the to the DMV and you go over to the DMV. Well, you got to go over to this such and such building. It's like I was just over there. <laughs> that kind of shit. It's like yeah. it's maddening. What is that Kafka or whatever? That, Kafka. That thing. Yeah. You ever see part? Of, did you ever see that movie? He's like, that's what he's doing the whole movie. It's like, and he never figures out what he's charged with. And it's like, that is what goes on, man. It's like, go to, if you, they could reshoot that. Maybe they'll do a remake of the movie and shoot it in Albuquerque. They should do that. <laughs> it's like freaking Kafka, man. It's like, yeah, we don't know. I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised, too. It's like, driver's license, what are you talking about? Like, that, we don't know. What do you mean? You know what I mean? They're just so fucking obtuse, man. Yeah. Like they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. But like if you if you're if you're going in there with a checkbook, you damn sure better believe they're gonna know who to fill oh, it out yeah. and how to fill it out. Yeah, that's the only them. thing they know for certain. It's like, but it's just that bureaucratic. Uh, what do they call it? It's just just uh, sandbagging or whatever. It's like they're so. It's like why did what is that mentality with people that get those jobs? It, it's like they they could give a rat's ass about you for one thing. They they're really callous toward people. I think that's that's something that's developed after being in those positions for years. You just don't give a shit. I don't care about your problems. I'm going to think of something right now that will get rid of you. That just going to get you out of my sight. Because, yeah, I have the form right under here that you need. I'm not even going to hand that to you. I'm just going to get you out of my face right now this second. That's what they do. And then you go over to the other building. And then they send you back to where you just were. And you get in line again and you talk to somebody else. It's like, um, and then, you know, it, there's not a damn thing you could do about it. Because if you get testy with them, they're just going to make it harder on you. And so what I do is I wait. I said, okay, all right. I wait. I get home. I get on the fucking phone, and I call, and I call, and I call, and I call. And I drive them motherfuckers out of their motherfucking mind. And when, they're, when I'm done with them, they are so fucking fed up with hearing my voice. They will do anything, anything. And, that, and then the only thing that I'm going to accept is you resolve my problem. You fix it. Or I'm going to keep calling you 
And that's how this is going to go. I down. think that's how you have to so certain bureaucratic problems. That's that I've, I've had that experience myself where it just like I had to shut it was a very serious uh, issue. And uh, the only way I got it resolved is I, I just showed up there every day. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's the only way I was able to get it resolved because they, if I hadn't, they would have just said, no, nope, not can't do it. So, yeah. yeah. And then they would like, like I've had certain instances where like, okay, they have caller ID and they just block my number somehow or whatever. And um, I got it set up where I just, I, it's, it's kind of nice feature in Skype. I got like, I think at this point, like 10 different caller IDs I could pick from. Mm -hmm. And I just switch and I call mm -hmm. them back. I call mm -hmm. them right back within a minute. And it's like, it comes up as a different number and then they pick up and it's like, Oh, and then you could hear it in their voice when they figure out it's you again. It's like, lady, I'm not going away. I'm not going away. I'm going to keep calling you. But here's the thing. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not right. going to lose my cool. I'm going to be very, very calm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to be very, very deliberate in my speech. And we're going to yeah. get to the crux of the matter. We're going to get to the point, aren't we? Eventually, we're going to resolve this, aren't we? Or do you want me to keep calling you? And then do you want me to keep pointing out where you've contradicted yourself multiple times already throughout the call? Do you want to keep doing this? They hate that shit. And they will. They will. I guarantee you, they will take care of you. But you have to make it clear to them that, like, okay, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep calling you. You can't stop me from calling you as long as I'm not being rude, as long as, long as I'm not being threatening, as long as I'm being uh, calm. And I'm and I'm asked and I have a right to ask these questions. I have a right to call you on a public system. You're a public format. I have right. a right to do this. There is no position that you're going to hand them that that they can use against you. Don't cuss. Don't say anything. Don't ever use a swear word because they love to use that against you. They they did that to me one time when uh this is another in, another issue with a seatbelt ticket, which I've bought a couple of those. And it's like I went in there one time and they were giving me that runaround. And I cussed a couple of times. I had to let a few words slip out, you know, when I was talking to the, the, the ladies down there in the courthouse, uh, in the clerk, the court clerk office. And um, so I eventually, so I said, well, okay, this is not getting resolved. So I call them, then I'll call them again tomorrow. So I was calling the guy, and I was like, I, I kept trying to get a hold of, like, uh, what was it, the court clerk down there at the county or something like that. And uh, I kept calling, I kept calling, I kept calling. And finally got the dude on the phone. And I was saying, okay, yeah, what the deal is with this? Okay, you got, you still making me go through all this horse shit. You've already admitted that the, this is this is not a law. You've written me a ticket for something that I didn't break a law. And I said, you're still pushing the issue. And I and 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 then he's like saying, well, we don't need you down here cursing in front of our ladies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, what are you what are you talking about, man? So this is what you're going to turn it into that I, that I said a swear. I didn't swear at them. I just, I just said a swear word when I was there. I said, what are they nuns or something in there? What are you talking <laughs> about? You know what I mean? It's like, what it's like, this guy was like, but it, but it's, it's, but, but it illustrates a point is that, and it is back to victimhood and back to what I was talking about earlier with like, if they can achieve, if they could get victimhood somehow, it's very, very common. And now you hear this talked about. It's like it's now people are just, you know, it's, it's becoming so blatant that people are, you know, pointing this out. It's like it's a tactic. 
and it's a tactic with narcissists too, narcissistic personality types. They use this constantly where it's like, it's all your fault. I'm the victim. And they always want to maintain that victim position. Like I'm the one being put out. I'm the one that's being hurt. You're the bad guy somehow or another. And they got to, they, they got to reinterpret the situation or the conversation in order to position themselves as that victim. And it's like, it's, it's just, it's just a common, common thing. And it's very common in government, very common with bureaucracy and stuff like that. Like that guy is like really good example. Oh, you cussed in front of my lady. It's like I said, what did I say? Shit or something like that. It said something else. Like when I was talking about like the, the situation there, I wasn't cussing at them. I just said it. It's like, wow, they totally ratted me out to you. Your ladies it was like, it's like a bunch of damn kids. It's like what you told on that man cussed. It's like what? How many of how many of the ladies, quote unquote, had been to the club the, the weekend before? <laughs> Listen to come on. It was like they're it's so ridiculous. But you but the thing is too is like you can't confront them head on. You can point out their absurdity of their position and stuff like that, and you have to always remain calm. Like that's like I cussed and it was like. Um, I wasn't even that. I wasn't really losing it. I just cussed, and it was just like uh, it was. Uh, but I, I, but I learned a lesson. It's like don't ever cuss. Don't ever or, give or them. Show don't anger. hand them anything. Or show Once anger. Once you show don't, anger, you've lost. Not you've lost. Anger. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I went off half cocked of seeing that YouTube notification, and I, uh, I saw that. Little form field, that 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 little small form field, really just pushed me over the edge. At that point, I was saying, "This is just, this is unacceptable." And then I fired something off, and I was like, "Man, why did I do that? Why didn't I sit and think for a minute before I replied to that?" And it's like, um, but I had other stuff going on, and I was busy with something else, and I didn't want to fuck with this. I was like, uh, but I should have just let it, let it simmer and come back to it later but see that's hard to do man you gotta you gotta kind of train yourself to like okay i'm oh this is this again so i'm getting confronted with some kind of bureaucracy or some kind of corporation or something and they're horseshit it's like you always got to remember to just you are you are if you know you're in the right you take that position and you calmly and you confidently present that to them and then you make sure that you're not displaying any kind of anger or any kind of emotion or any kind of uh don't definitely sure don't cuss or anything like that and then the the what what you're doing is that you don't ever you don't hand them anything that they can use against you and then they make themselves into the biggest jackass that you've ever seen. And then you don't call them out on that either. You just like, kind of like you, you know, you, you can point it out, but be, 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 uh, what is it? Be tactful when you're pointing out that they're being an absolute jackass. And it's like, they'll get, if they have any self-awareness of all, which some people don't, this won't phase certain bureaucrats and these types, nothing will, some, some of them. 
But if they have this, if they have any shred of self-awareness, self-realization and stuff like that, you can really get shit done with it, with anybody that has any shred of, uh, of, uh, uh, self, self, self reflect, any ability to self reflect or anything where they could see that all oh, this position here is just, this is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I'm treating this person this way. This is, I'm in the, I'm in the wrong. I don't have to, but, but then you're not putting it. You, here's another thing too. You have to have like some kind of an out for them so that like when you're talking to them, you like, I think this is important to understand. It's like you don't make it out like it's their fault personally. You blame it on another third party that's not present, like the cop that pulled you over or something like that. Well, maybe, and then you don't even blame, you don't make him out to be the enemy, but you, you say maybe he made a mistake. Maybe yeah. he made a mistake yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's hard to do. I'm not saying that this is something that I do with consistency or something because I, because I lose it. Yeah, I do. But it's like the times when I've been able to really get a reins on, get the reins on myself and to really, really think and use my brain instead of going off emotionally. It's like, man, it's so effective. It is so absolutely effective. And it's like, people don't want to look stupid. But if you know what you're doing, it's like, and you know that they're, you know that the situation is just asinine and stupid. You, you can, you can present it, into, and then you get the stonewalling, you get the sandbagging, and you get the stuff like that. And it's like, um, you, yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a learned it's a learned skill, man. It's hard it's hard to, but man, I mean, like if like. If if people put in effort like trying to do that, like trying to get uh, conversant or try to get sort of intellectual self defense against this type of thing, that that's a really good thing, I think. And it's like, oh, is it going to transform the world? No, I'm not saying that, but it's like it could help you as an individual to like, because how many times have we all confronted the 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 system, you know, for something, and you know it's unfair, but it's like you're going to get handled through the system and you're going to come out the loser no matter what if you go through the process. It's like, how can you do the damage control? How can you mitigate a lot of the damage? And it, it's possible. It, it's definitely possible. But it's, yeah, it's difficult. It's like a, it's like a skill set that I think is like, it's important. It's just like anything else. you got to learn how to, if you're going to learn to golf, you got to learn how to, you know, swing a club and there's a certain grip and all that. And there's a tech technique to everything. And when is. you're dealing with bureaucracy, there's a technique to dealing with bureaucracy. And it's like, I've never really heard anybody like give lessons on that or say that that's something that people should do. Have you, I don't remember like dealing with bureaucracy. I, I'm sure there is, but like, I don't, it's not something that's common, but it's such well, a, it's such I mean, a I think it's called skill. a lawyer. Oh, yeah, call a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, who's got money for a freaking lawyer? Right, and nobody has. And, and most stuff you're dealing with, I mean, it's a huge deal to you, but, you know, you don't really, it's, you know, like like have, it's not really appropriate to call a lawyer, but I'm just saying that that's what, you know, that's how, you know, a, a bureaucracy should be dealt with. Is And, you know, and that's what, in my particular situation that I'm referring to, 
um, the thing that, that really worked is um, I, I just said, okay, show me the regulation. Just show me where it says in writing. I'm not saying you're not. And again, and I, just what you just said, you know, without being confrontational, I'm not trying to make you look stupid, right? I'm not saying you, yeah. you're probably right. You're probably right. But I just, before I let this go, you know, just can you show me, you know, where it says that I have to do this? Yeah, and, uh, but you could you could say it this way too. Here's a here's an idea. It's like, yeah, I've had you know I've had some things before where like I I, I you know I took the time to kind of look into the law and I figured out that that uh you know that wasn't correct and uh I was just you know that's why I'm kind of based and I'm yeah. kind of wondering like if this may be the case too. No, it may may not. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. It's like me. You know, I'm not I, saying. Um, yeah. I I I'm sorry. I. I, may I may I say something on on the subject? I I hate to interrupt. Um, Is I, this uh, Mister Paradox? Yes, sir. Uh, wh- were you are you first time caller too? Um, in this room, um, I am. But I've I've been listening here for a bit. I had to uh, cut out. But I I just wanted to make a simple uh, statement in regards to what I've heard so far. Hmm. Um, the sure. lawyers write basically the legislation now for corporations and uh, those are the things that are getting passed and I really uh, thought uh, whoever you were speaking to the guest was apropos I you literally need a lawyer to get out of the lawyer tangling um, in regards to how the law is written in the first place Um, because the law is not written in regards to the middle class it's written for corporations, um, and it's to yeah. protect the corporations from being sued. I, I, I want to go a lot further, but I wanted to introduce myself um, and, and say that I completely agree so far. Yeah, well, it's like, um, yeah, you're not always going to be successful. It's like, it's, it's you know, of course, it's going to depend on what particular thing you're having to deal with, and um you know, there's like uh, different stuff that you're going to be confronted with. Like, uh, but you're you're you know, not going to you're not going to argue that these laws that are written from Congress aren't from corporate lawyers, right? Oh, I don't really care because I don't think that they're the corporations and the government. I think they're all they're all one seamless entity. I don't. I mean, in 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 practice, uh, it. No, on paper, no, they're different, distinct, but no, in, in practice, no, I, in, rea- I in objective reality, it's all one thing. I completely continue. agree with that. I I think it's hard to actually know where corporations begin and where the government starts and vice versa. I, I think it's one continuum. The way I look at it, it's like you have the ruling classes, and then they have the, the White House is like a stage prop. And it's That's right. It's, the 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 Congress critters and the and the and the mascot the the guy what is it Jack in the Box now that runs the country that's all a front that's a PR front for the ruling classes now I I do want to say one thing though I I'm a, you want to talk about conspiracy theories um, I'm not gonna like I, I could jump in there right now but I'm I run a pretty successful website. I've been on the radio quite a few times. It's been so long since I've been on talk show. I had a series of events. I got banned from Facebook today in regards to a particular post. But I really uh, believe 
And look, I'm talking about the rabbit hole. I've gone in there and dug a new hole. I mean, I've been there, done that. Um, I like Trump. And I think there's everybody's going to talk about, hey, he's a controlled puppet. I, I, would, I would rather believe that Alex Jones is more a puppet than Trump. But let me, let me just say, I am really excited about how Trump is upsetting the globalists in the elitist right now. Uh, I don't know what your opinion is. Maybe that's polarizing my statement just now. But uh, I, I, do you mind if I if I ask you guys what you think? I don't think anybody think here's a particular fan script. of Alex Jones, for one thing. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, 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 listen. I, I, I said that uh, I think I think it's very possible uh, Alex Jones could be you know, controlled opposition. Uh, he backed away from Sandy Hook. Um, he believes we went to the moon. I mean, maybe that's going to... So I don't think there's any question. I don't think there's any question that he's controlled opposition. I don't even think that... I don't even, at this point, entertain the idea that he's not. I mean, Alex Jones is... I mean... Yeah, he's kind of... He's he's kind of single-handedly taken what was kind of pre... Prior to that, was some, was something that was uh, we you know uh, we talked about before with John with uh, with the whole Patriot, uh, which was created by the Central Intelligence Agency, by the way. And um, his whole thing is fear yeah. is basically what he pushes. Alex but Jones. Right, but on yeah. the other hand, you guys aren't going to come around and support the Young Turks on YouTube either, right? No, I think I think a lot of these people that are promoted are obviously a part of the system. So, right. I, I mean, I don't even pay attention. I don't pay I mean, attention you, to that. You would stuff. have to admit, you would at least have to yeah. admit there's been a shifting. I, I, I'm i sorry I totally interrupted you there, and I did. But don't, don't you agree there has been like a political shift, almost like a paradigm shift that's occurred worldwide? Um. Oh, you're things, talking about like a resurgence, I mean, like a CN, resurgence CNN, of uh, nationalism and all that? Is that what you're referring well, to? Sure. I, I also think uh, that the president of the United States is taking the war to the media, um, whereas Obama was like apologizing for, you know, America's past. Trump is literally turning internal and taking war to the media. I I think it's kind of. No, I think um, he's a part of the media. He's in bed with the media. He's. This is a script. He's following. I don't. I mean, I. I appreciate your point of view, but I just don't. I don't. I don't agree. I think that everything that's put out by the mass media is controlled, and I don't think there's some maverick who made it to the White House who is shaking things up and upsetting a lot of globalists. He is a globalist. He's part of the crew. I mean, I well, he, left, he left the TPP and he pulled out of the Paris uh, Climate Agreement. Again, theater. It's it's yeah. But that I mean, theater or not, those 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 things actually happen, right? Yeah, I don't uh, see. I with legislation and policy and all that. I I think that the important aspects of the you know the whole presidency and the whole uh you know i call it clown show or whatever you want to call it is um is so it's it, it's it's social engineering it's like um it's conditioning the public and it's giving them their 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 sort of narrative their talking points their backstory 
to accept things that are going to be developing down the road. And it's like, and then like it, the one thing that we have with this current dialectic nonsense is that um, it's, you know, you could blame it on the previous guy that had the D in front of his name, like a Democrat. And then, it, then uh, there, there's always that back and forth, you know, dialogue. That's like, um, well, that we're all, we're in this mess because of Clinton or we're in this mess because of Bush. And it's like, no, that was like, uh, but if you look at the actual, um, how things have been unfolding, it's like, it's, it's cross, it's over, you know, it's, it's, it's cross administrations. Uh, with no, the I, trade I, and, I, I completely agree with that. I, in fact, I think probably Trump could have put a D in front of his name and, and ran. I mean, given yeah. you know, some of his positions, what, what what is pretty fascinating to me though is how the media was his best friend until he got elected, and they turned. And I guess uh, it sounds like to me the position is well this is all part of a script. Well I got to tell you, um, I don't I don't know because that that what that's saying is the rabbit hole goes you know a level deeper, and that argument can be made uh, in regards to almost anything. But I think there's some there's some level in which you actually end at the bottom of the rabbit hole and you go, Hey, um, regardless of how corrupt both parties are, this guy, it literally upset it. He upset both parties. I mean, how about the no Trumpers from the R's and the fact Democrats are crying for his impeachment? Look, I, what I do know to be true is that there's a pinnacle that basically, I mean, it's the pyramid. It's on our dollar bill. It's George Soros. It's the Rothschilds. Uh, JFK was killed because he wanted to go to a U.S. note instead of a federal private banking. I don't even think he was uh, killed. I don't even think he was killed. Well, that's, I think that's another. That's, no, <laughs> I, I think I don't know what your take is on like media fakery and stuff like that. But no, I um, I, I, I believe Sandy Hook uh, was totally. Uh, uh, I I don't go that far in regards to JFK, but I'm in talks with Wolfgang. How big? Um, I'm going to interview him very soon in regards to Sandy Hook. Um, I'm already in talks with him. I've talked to him a ton of times on the phone. Um, Alex Jones had him on, uh, as well as other news media. I've, I've talking to the man. I'm going to do a podcast. Sandy Hook was a hoax, but that doesn't mean Columbine was. So I, I think there's a And by the way, I've reviewed Columbine. So there's a sense in which I think truthers, uh, I consider myself a truther, where you know we don't get streamlined in regards to a factor, right? Um, rubber stamp type of, I, I, it gets a little bit more complicated than that, right? No, yeah, I mean, the things you're saying right now remind me of what I was saying like six years ago. And then the more and more <laughs> I looked into it, the more and more I found out I'm being lied to on a way bigger scale than I thought. And well, what if, I, what if I told you I believe the earth is flat? I mean, <laughs> I don't think I, that's, I think you're wrong. That's what I would say. Well, that's just my opinion. Well, I would, do you believe we went to the moon? No, I don't believe we went to the moon. Okay. Well, I mean, I would start I don't there, think we I, can I go agree. to the moon. No, I don't think we can go to the moon I don't moon believe either. in satellites either. No, <laughs> I, well, I don't believe you're, in you're NASA. You're very close to being a flat earther, i got to tell you. No, I'm not a flat earther. I can tell you right now, and that's a major thing that's going on right now, is they're associating anyone who thinks about NASA right. is lying equals a flat earther, and that's a, that's a smear job on everybody. Well, make people no, look crazy, I, I, so. listen, with all, with all due respect, with all due respect, 
Um, I don't. I, everybody was calling the flat earthers, uh, you know, the psyop. Um, I don't. I don't think that's really fair. I think we ought to have a conversation about it. Um, I've written articles regarding chemtrails. The same thing there. The fact of the matter is, I hate that that's being used, um, and I'm sorry that you feel that way. But I listen. I am not trying. I'm not a show. I'm not trying to discredit uh, the truth or movement and what's really going on behind the scenes. But um, I, experimentation data, I, I'm just telling you, I'm not trying to take the conversation there, but all I'm saying is you, you want to talk about a mass, you know, deception. Um, that's, uh, we went to the moon, 1969, three sixes, by the way. So I, I, I would say let's pivot off of that because I completely agree. Well, it's like I mean, why honestly, I don't care do what happens have to the movement either because the, I, I, think I mean, honestly, the go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I cut you off. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, like, why? I think it's what's the more interesting, as far as I'm concerned, is like, well, why do, why do we need the uh, that mythology? <clears throat> that that's the reason why it, that's the reason why it was done. It was like um, what I was referring to earlier: the secular humanist religion that has been created that that um it's manifests itself in different ways but a lot of it's like the people that identify themselves as skeptics and then there's like this uh you know uh, rationalist philosophy or whatever is supposed to be enlightenment philosophy and all that and it's kind of like well you know we kind of have everything based on uh you know evolution. science and objective it's all, reality it's but, all it's, based but it's based on evolution not true. right Evolution right. and all that, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but that's, but the, but I think that going to space is like is, is important to build that to build that mythology, and then yes. it it gives us a story. It's kind of that's the that's the where you where you're looking at a religion, where it's like oh you have an afterlife, you have a heaven. Well, the with with the humanist philosophy, it's like going to the populating the stars and some kind of um, right. technological utopia. No, and I, that's I completely agree. That's, I, I, that's, fact, that's in a, that's very important though culturally speaking. It's like see now flat earthers have taken this and and they've equated the the fakery with um and and. Which is a which is a false premise that's been established around this thing, and I think this is this is indicative of a psyop, where it's well, like uh, I, where it's like you go and you take this giant leap of logic, and then uh, see this is Mark Sargent. I know this is in his video that he came yeah. out with uh, was to tie those two things together, and then no no proof or evidence given, but that but then just the suggestion that. Oh well, since NASA is showing us fake images of the globe, therefore the Earth must be flat. And it's no, like, no, I, dude, that's that, that's a giant leap of logic. That they're I, not necessarily hiding anything from the masses, other than the fact that they're hiding the fact that they're faking this crap. And I think that there's good reason for that is is simply because you can't get propulsion in space because there's nothing to push off of. You can't push off yourself. That's right. It's a vacuum. Yeah, if it's a vacuum, if it is, and you can access it, and there's no, uh, you know, dome or what have you, which I don't know if there's not. I've never been up, you know, of course, I can't speak with direct firsthand experience. I can only 
But it's like, but then it's like, well, it could, could well be that it is as they say, because you go up to the higher altitude. I do know that if you go up higher altitude, the air gets thinner. I do know that. Well, but so me, if we're, in, me, if we're me, encased inside of a dome, why why isn't it sort of pressurized all the way consistent throughout? You well, know, I, up I, at I, the I, dome. I, we're, thinner we're at assuming the atmosphere thinner at the top. It's it's. We're, look, we're yeah, we're assuming. I don't can you hear me? I, I, I like to stress that. <laughs> um, and by the way, who was that on the mic? Was that Chris or who was that? I just got to talk just now. Chris here. Yeah. Yeah. I, so Chris, um, I know Mark Sargent and in fact, I've been interviewed on truth frequency radio. I was, I was, uh, in a, a, a Christian flat earth documentary. I'll tell you my name here in a minute, but I know Rob Steva and many others. Um, my, if you were to type in Bible Flat Earth, my website's going to be number two to show up on the first page, my website. Um, let, me, uh-huh. let me just say a couple of things, uh, Chris, if you don't mind. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good. So I don't, it, it's not, I don't think it's just the idea that NASA, which, by the way, is the Hebrew word for deceit, um, is... Uh, the only evidence that we have. And in fact, uh, we're doing experimentation all the time. Um, we're doing laser tests uh, across the lakes, you know, like 60 miles. Um, for instance, um, from the lake of Michigan uh, to the other side of it, uh, at, at Chicago, there were, there were tests that, that were done there. And given the Pythagorean theory for the curvature of the earth, um, there shouldn't have been any sort of reflection, and uh, because the curvature at that point, and we're talking about eight inches per mile squared at sixty miles, there's no way. Um, and in fact, what what got me interested in this wasn't the um, the idea of the pictures. Of course, that is the preponderance of the evidence. Of, you know, a, a period of time, and I I think. Uh, we could overwhelmingly make the case for a flat earth in that respect. But it's more about the idea of what we can measure and what we can actually see outside of what the media gives us. In in other words, Chris, it's like, what can we actually do outside of millions and billions of dollars that the government has? Right. So, yeah, I I understand all that. It's kind of citizen science, right? So you have to do your own science. Take, which is, you know, science being knowledge, knowledge, a knowledge claim. So uh, here's the thing, too, and I, and I think this is important to understand. It's like if you're proposing anything and, and mod- the model of the earth or the, being in a, just one example, it's like you're making it you're making a claim. Now, this is Jer- something that Jer- Jaron, I was talking to him about it, and he was like he, he was adamant that that he wasn't making Jaren. any type of. Yeah, he was very adamant that he wasn't making any type of scientific claim. And it's like, okay, no, but he, he's I, I don't, not I, I doing he's, experiments. Well, uh, Jaron is constantly to, going out and doing experiments. Yeah. Well, I have to let me finish this point because I think it's an important point. It's like if if you are proposing a model or a truth claim, a knowledge claim, that is by definition a science, a scientific claim. You don't have to be a, a credentialed scientist well, or anything a, like that because you're using, you're using, yeah, you have a hypothesis 
you have methodology that you're employing to establish your hypothesis. So it's it's so you're saying I have this hypothesis right. and it's testable, and I'm using instrumentation right. to test right. this hypothesis to have and this hypothesis. It's so that the whole point of it is that it's expected to have predictive power. So if we go out to the lake, we should have this beam hitting the other side of the lake with a straight shot. Um, it, that sort of thing that the nature of it is just like, well, I mean, it's just like any other type of scientific claim. You have to establish it with, uh, observations. You go out and gather in the field, you know, sure. so that is a science claim that the flat earthers are making. They're making the claim that the earth is a, you know, a pizza pie shape with an ice wall being the crust and the, and it's well, flat like a pizza pie. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Was, I don't think that's even fair to the. The flat earth that's, that's an affirmative Jim, that's an affirmative that's a an affirmative claim that's a, that is a that's a well, scientific what I'm, claim. what I'm saying is chris all I'm saying is that the, if we're going to get out of you know all the speculation of what it means if you accept flat earth I'm just saying flat earthers are saying water doesn't hurt, and I would tell you a hundred percent of flat earthers would argue that way. And what I'm saying yeah, but is, what are they even saying? Do they even know what they're saying when they're saying when they're making these declarations like that? Like water doesn't curve. Well, I I pointed out to Jaron on uh, multiple different direct observations that you can make now that it does curve, and it's like, well, what? what like what does he do with that? He just he just kind of he wants to move on to the next thing, like the stars rotating. The the North Star is not dead center, like that somehow establishes well, that the Earth is flat. I don't. Well, the, the, well, Chris, it's very, it's very perturbing. Well, 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 Chris, no. I, in fact, um, I've, I've been vanishing. I, I've been perspective. perspective. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry. You're being so unfair, Chris. I don't know. I don't want to. What do, no, what no, do you no, mean? I, say that I'm, you said that I'm being unfair. I feel you're being unfair to Jaronism. Yeah. I mean, like in regards to what? Just, just blanketly well, actually, unfair. Actually, actually, I maybe you're being unfair to the whole. Uh, I mean, I hate that term, flat earth. That's just like no pointer. That's the same meme game they played with no pointer. I'm going to call them alternative cosmologies or alternate cosmologies. How's that? Yeah. Well, I just put in a link into the chat. So, so here's the thing. And you can I, check it out if you want. But it's like that's it's the flat earth timeline. People are entitled to conjecture, speculate. You want to move moving on to hypothesis. You're right. That requires a little more rigorous foundation. But I cannot fault Jaron as far as that goes. He clearly distinguishes between what he speculates, what he can reasonably conjecture, right. how much can be as opposed to what can be proven. And, you know, and, and I don't have. You know, I may or may not understand or agree or. I know what he would probably argue as far as far as the flatness of water. We all know that bodies of water are flat beyond what the alleged curvature would suggest, and that the reason and that that virtually everything that you that you see optically can be explained in terms of perspective and vanishing point. And then yeah. we can get well, into Michael. We hey, can man, get into Michelson Morley and the Aether. Hang, hang on, hang on. No, no, no. Hold on. That is such a great point. I um. You know, one of the things that happened, Jaron was wanting to get a bite of Dr. Ken Hoven, who is, uh, was just released from prison, by the way. And ironically, uh, I, I, I ended up on a radio show uh, as the founder of the Biblical Flat Earth Society. And, you know, my articles online, my website is exploding. 
Jaron had been writing into this man. I end up on radio. That is precisely what I brought up to him was the Michelson-Morley, the Michelson-Gale experiments where they're using lasers. The the fundamental uh, point... Wait, think, hang on, hang know, on a minute. Like when when you put stuff out, you got to kind of give a little cursory explanation of what you're talking about. The Michael Morley, because I keep hearing that well, that right. that was an experiment done to see if the Earth is spinning or not, right? Plus, I, I want right. to know who in yeah, okay. So let's 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 get some let's get a few things straight as far as the talking points. It's like, and and, and I think this is important too because well, this is something that's characteristic of this whole flat Earth thing. It's like. The Earth spinning doesn't mean it's flat. The Earth not spinning doesn't no, make it No, I, I completely agree, but let's, just, let's start just, with the fact that it's let's, not spinning. Yeah, let's, because we got to narrow, you have to narrow this, well, what, this okay, you got this truth claim, you have to narrow it down, you know what I mean? Okay. That's what I was trying to do Chris, with Darren, and like Lynn's saying that that's unfair to do. I don't think that's Chris, unfair to like prove and examine individual points, individual truth claims. Instead of like, okay, like Darren, Chris, Darren has a a slew of truth claims he needs to put out there. It's like I understand that, right, but he Chris, wasn't going to do that. Chris, I, I let me let me just say something very quickly. I know Jaron, I know Rob Skiba, um, they're not here. I'm here, so I I would much rather um deal with what I'm saying. I listen. I I I was going to say that Jaron's latest video. Uh, regarding uh, laser um, in a camera on a globe in regards to the uh, uh, Polaris uh, was a great video, and I think it really kind of uh, breaks down the problem. Um, why oh, I think is, I saw that one. Is that one where he tapes yeah. a uh, laser onto a globe and he, and he directs it in the ceiling and it was a... Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I I don't think that that is anywhere even remotely approaching a, 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 any kind of accurate scale at all or anything. I mean, if you deny evolution, then you're I, at some point you're have you're going to have to come back and, and really explain what's going on. I mean, okay. Like, see here, here's another example of this where it's like, we're talking about whether the earth is flat or not. And then we're going to evolution theory. Yeah, you're so conflating. It's kind of like that's not really, yeah. it's really an expansion. No, it's but, yeah, but her, too much. But Chris, very, Chris, it's ever, yeah. it's ever increasing, and that's like what you but know. It's I, like no, 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 no. This no, approach, I, I think no. it's like this whole approach no. to this thing is like really, uh, it, it's it's really sophistry to to put it bluntly, and no. that's what it's about. No. It's like you, no. you're diverting, no, no. diverting off no. No, no, into no, other no, no, things. No, no, Chris. And it's Chris, like that's the same on. thing that Jaron. That's the same thing that Jaron did. It's I like, am okay, not Jaron. I, I wish he was suffering an Emma. I, well, I, all you look. guys. Well, let's see that now. This now this this contingency of people out here that's representing this whole idea have all all share this. Jaron doesn't pro, run my discourse. study. And all, all they all have all this thing. They all have very similar approaches to this thing. I like to. I like to maybe use this as an opportunity to criticize Jaron. And challenge him. How's that? I mean, do I have an opportunity to do that here in this forum? Because I have some real sharp criticisms of Jaron that I would like him to maybe take seriously and address. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be it's going to fall on deaf, deaf ears. I've been ostracized by the community uh, for a number of reasons, but I 
I'm not going to get into that. It's more personal than it is regarding. No, no, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about as far as the the, the cosmology. I, I have some serious criticisms of his commitment to to one or another particular map as a representation yeah. of of the way th- of the way th- of what actually works of what we know of right. the data we have. Yeah, but here's the and, thing and, too. It's like, and his, like no, no. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead and finish your point. Uh, you know something. You know something. Nah, nobody cares. You you think it's just sophistry. You think what I'm saying right now no, is, it, is sophistry. So what's the what point? It is, you know, it's, it's, it's does tedious. it matter? Uh, you know, it's, it's tedious. It's really getting tedious. What do you mean it's, it's tedious? Like you, I'm saying. I'm no, saying, you could go. It's the same thing every time. It's like uh, we can go here. We can do this. Uh, and here's right. what we observe. No, 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 no. Like, I'm talking about math. Let me bring this. Let me bring this. I know you're talking about math. You're talking about man. I can't believe you're trivializing this. Well, you're just dismissing it. You're dismissing it, so it's not important. I'll forget it. Okay, can I can I make one simple request regarding this whole matter? And and I think this is totally fair. This is something that I think is should be forthcoming. It's like point. Okay, we got YouTube, right? We can we got cameras. Everybody, all the flat earthers got P900s, the super powerful telescopic lens with the zoom and the digital and the high. Uh, megapixels and point me a video on YouTube, one video that has a boat, like Jaron said, 30 miles away, confirmed that you can see that you're not supposed to see according to San, the Santa Catalina one Island is 26 video. miles. One video. San, now, Santa Catalina I, I, Island I is. That is. I need Santa, to know where that is. You guys have been looking miles at the across I know the a lot sea. of stuff about it. Please. One 26 miles. Big, one video that I that I think that is a very very reasonable request by anybody's standard at this point two years two plus years into this fucking psyop one video please produce it where is it you should know where it's at by now let me one. let me ask you if one you don't video. mind Chris let me ask you, you for one video let me ask you for one video is is that an unreasonable request sir twenty sure I can I can give you. I can give you two videos for that. One. I just want one. I don't want videos. I want well, one. I'm, that, I'm, I'm, like I'm said, on my phone. Like Jared said out there, all the flat earthers said, one video where the boat is 30 miles out that you can see that's confirmed that the boat is 30 miles. Somehow you got to, like, establish that it's 30 miles out. One video that's 30 miles out of a boat where you can see it from the shoreline that you're not supposed to. One video. 26 miles. 26 miles across the sea. Santa Catalina is waiting for me. Santa Catalina. Of the video. You know, I I don't know how often we've been through this argument. There's plenty of that out there. And you've got to be obtuse. You've got to be obtuse to deny the work. To establish these claims. Because I hear... There's a video out there. Oh, my God. It's all over the place. People are going out and they're proving it on the water. And you want to you want to you yeah, try to belittle it? I can't believe it. One video, Lynn. One video, Lynn. All I want, because any because I keep hearing this. Yeah, this is part of the YouTube wars. Like a mantra. Chris, you, you and now it's trying to this will be known as YouTube wars. One link. Hold on, right. it's, no, it's 2017. We got digital cameras. You selectively look at what you want on YouTube, and you dismiss the rest. I see how it I want to look yeah. at the video that you are referring Can to. I ask you a question? Can I get one in? Video. Can I ask you a question? I, Do you have the video that I'm asking for? That one no, video? Not on, Is that not a, on hand. Not on hand. Um, 
Do you have? Uh, can you I'm take, sure I can pull can it up. I'm sure I can pull it. Chris, do you have access calm down. to the internet? Chris, look at what you're doing right now. Calm down. Let me ask you. A, let me ask you a question, Chris. I've, you didn't answer ask my question. question. No, I'm, you can't I, ask me a you're question. You're asking me about a video. Hold on a minute. I'm yeah. not even. I'm not even in the room. Oh, answer my um, question. What, what is the other yeah. guy's name? Is it New Mexico? What is your name? The other guy. What is your name? Did Did he leave? Yes. The other guy. I I don't know if he's here or not. Um. Let me Let me just. Okay. What's your name? Joe. Joe. Yeah. What's your name? No. 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 I I was talking about the other guy. My name's Philip. Um. Philip. Um, I mean, here is Chris, we got Joey, and we got uh, Lynn, and we got Philip. So what? Okay, so there, um, was, there was a what was that other guy's there, name? That, that all? That was that's all that's that, on the call right now. Well, we what had, happened to the guy that was Paul. coming against Chris just now? What? There was a guy on the phone. He was just in the conversation with you, Chris. What happened to him? I don't know. There's nobody okay. muted right now. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, I wanted to ask the question in regards to um, the the photo that was taken um, from the shore of Michigan that was that was showing the skyline of Chicago, which is over the Lake of Michigan for 60 miles. Um, yeah. The, Do you have a link to that? Me- so I can take um, a look at it. Yeah. Uh the problem is I had to use my phone as a hot spot. I mean, I had to use my I'm using my phone as a hot spot for the internet and but I had to use it to call in. So I'm not able to be on the internet at the same time. Um well, I, okay, well I got access to the internet. Give me some search terms so I can call it up. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I I think all you have to do is put in flat Earth, uh, uh, Earth. Chicago skyline from Michigan. Chicago skyline, Lake Michigan, right? Right. Um, In the original um, photo, it's going to be like an orange background type of thing. It's you know, evening, um, or yeah, or sneaky or something. Core wiki um, was the original person that that took the photo, and there was a meteorologist uh, that was sent the photo uh, in regards to a local news station, and there's YouTube videos in regards to this, and the yeah. meteorologist claimed it was a mirage that yeah. we. Uh, it, and in fact, goes on to say we should not be able to see this. And so the photographer, this is absolutely amazing to me. This is what catapulted me in the flatter. He says you should not be able to see this. It's a mirage. Um, and from there, it's over. It's it's over. This whole thing's a joke. Uh, and and if anybody knows anything about mirages, it, mirages typically invert. Uh, the idea of something seen at that distance. So it would have 
it would have literally put the skyline upside down. Um, now, do you was, know for a fact that that's the case? Uh, uh, that the that, I mean, you just made a claim. Like, how do you know that? I mean, sure. how do you establish that claim? Like, you say well, you're saying I, that all mirage. If you see a mirage, it should be inverted. By definite, I mean that's the nature of any mirage you see will be inverted. Like, what do you base that claim on? Like, what what do you? I, what I are you can tell you in regard. Sure. Um, well, first this of is all, very very common with flat Earth, flat Earth uh, proponents. Is like they they'll interject a claim. And then they move forward. It's like, well, and see what, and I guess I'm being unfair by doing this, but if if if, that, if, if that's the case, then oh well, I guess I'm just being unfair. But um, like I, I don't think it's unfair, but to ask no, you like I, what uh, you that claim on. Look, I, I it's a it's a very fair claim. What I what I but think you know, interesting how, is what degree? Well, well, let me let me rephrase it. To what degree of certain? Because you just made a, de- a declaration that like any mirage you see is going to be inverted. Like to what? How, well, what percentage okay. of certainty do you have? No, I claim? I appreciate so. I appreciate the question. Look, what I what I would say is that's basically second and third hole on the course. What? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I, I, what does that mean? What did you say? That means. That means on the first hole, on the golf course, we shouldn't be yeah. seeing that to begin with. Now, what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm moving on, and I'm saying uh, the meteorologist is claiming it's a mirage. It's the second hole. In the third hole, uh, um, I'm going into what mirages mean at that distance. So you're asking me about the claim of the third hole. I, 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 listen, I'll give you the answer to the third hole, but I don't want to get away from the fact that I traveled a distance to get there. And I, I think what is really weird is that it's basically, you know, I'm a few holes ahead and nobody even yeah. challenged the basic premise of, of, of what was said. You, no, you I think that if you're using a golf analogy, what flat earthers would do if you were playing, let's say if you're going to, you're going to play golf with a crew of flat earthers, they, they start out at the putting green. And then you're, and they they want you to be at the driving the driving range, or at the at the tee tee what's well, the tee box? Well, let me let me let me start here. Let me start here. Um, we uh, the problem is simply that there was a photograph taken at over the distance of sixty miles, and yeah. that was uh, with this being well, claimed that me, it's a, both a superior mirage, right? Well, no, no. Let me. Uh, yes, but let me. Let me kind of fill this out a bit. So it's over Lake Michigan. Um, at the beach of Chicago. So uh, I'm sorry, at the beach of Michigan, looking over Lake Michigan, in, into. The Chicago skyline. That's a 60 mile, drop, give or take. You know, uh, a little bit. But, given. The curvature of the Earth, you shouldn't have been able. And and this is what. And and this is the first hole. I'm not at the driving range, the putting green. I'm. The premise is we shouldn't be able to see any of that. All right. Can I break in for a minute? Is this hi? This is Kay. How you doing, Chris? Oh, what's up, Kay? Kay Ham from former Kay Ham Radio at Fakeologist.com. Oh my. 
Anyway, um, okay, so you said you shouldn't be able to see Chicago, the skyline. It all depends on your eye height. So where was the eye height taken of the photograph? Well, I, I, of course that comes into consideration in, in regards to that, and I don't, I don't believe there's any dispute of that. Um, all right, so um, then it's it's all just hearsay. It's all just bunk. It's all just people saying shit with no proof at all. Okay, it's not there's two things you need to discover if you should object or not. What is okay. your eye height and what is the distance of the object? Right. And besides, uh, you know so, what? All that doesn't matter. It none of it matters. You know, every single claim of the flat Earth is just is just baloney. It's just boltard. It's just complete okay. boltard. Did you know a laser at eight miles spreads thirty feet? Thirty feet. So you're saying so if people are like, we shot a laser across the lake. Well, by the time it hit your sensor on the other side of the lake, it's thirty feet wide. It's a circle that's thirty feet wide. There's no accuracy with that crap. It's like I said last time I called well, in. The I, devil's I guess, in the details. I guess you don't. Can't okay, ignores every single. Okay. Detail. Okay, I guess, I guess you don't believe in military strikes or snipers. You know what? Either. Don't tell me so what listen. I believe in. Knock okay, that shit off. Say, I know you you're don't, You don't know. You don't know what who I believe I am. in. You've don't never, try to get me agree listen. agree with you. I already know your tactics. Listen. You don't have any proof. You know what? The right. proof you need to show, Mr. Flatter, hey, is that the map. And work. you literally interrupted me, and I was actually in a decent that conversation. Map doesn't work. What map doesn't work? Yeah. That's all you have to show to prove. To prove well, the globe um, is flat. Right. Well, okay. Let me let me let me ask you a question. You've heard of the Pythagorean theorem? Well, for, right? yeah, stop it. I'm a math teacher. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, hang, 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 hang on. You can't even hang, say hang, it right. Hang on. We got to. Oh, she just I gotta, said I, my position response. She came in here and on. told, "Look, I, I, I think it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate." Don't I work. was having a decent discussion before Kay got here. No, and you weren't. For some no, reason, you're just, just wants to in troll. ball hockey, listen, repeating the listen, same thing I'm, over and over. I'm not that repeating all the anything. I was having a decent. No, no, no. I was having a. What yeah, dude, I said. Work? I told them to hang on. Tired of listening to earthers come and spew nonsense. You weren't having a good conversation. You were having a stupid conversation. That doesn't make any sense. Thank you. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I I need to I gotta I gotta interject here because we're we're now see here we're here we're with Pythagoras. We was talking about we're talking about Chicago not being able to see it from and then we we went how did we get to Pythagoras within five sentences? See what I'm saying? It's like what what is this conversation? You know this con these this is with the flat Earth people. Okay, it's like. It always it always goes it, it it veers all over the road every time, doesn't it not? With zero it's like proof. If we're all over the freaking road. We're going to Pythagoras. We're going to the the spinning. We're going like last time it was Sean talking about dancing on clouds. We were just every any and everywhere. It's a it's waste like, of time. Holy fuck! I gotta mute that guy. Sorry, man, but you can't stay focused. You can't stay on a point. We're talking about fucking Pythagoras. We're, we're, I, I'm, I dug up the image that you're talking about, and we're not even talking about it now. It's like, fuck, a, fuck all that. It's just, give me a break. I, I just can't handle it anymore. It's like, this is not productive. It's not getting anywhere. Uh, where happened to Lynn? It's like, um, she dropped off. It's like, what, you know, it's like, this is fruitless. 
it's fruitless. It's just absolutely, it's a psyop, obviously. It's like, can you not face the fact that this is a psyop? People, come on. Like, now, I've, I've, I'm always very, uh, you know, lax, laid back with handling callers. I let people talk. I let people talk over each other. I probably shouldn't do that. I should probably be more, uh, you know, moderate the thing better. But it's like, um, it's in the interest of like, oh, yeah, everybody having their say and whatever. But it's like, it gets to a point where it's just like, it, it just turns into just a, sh- a shit storm. And it's like, it's the flat earth is shit storm central. It's like, what else? It's a perfect psyop. This is excellent. It's just, there's the flat earth timeline I just posted into the chat. If anybody wants to take a look at that, go back and listen to the call I did with Jaron. And it's like where Jaron's saying, I never said that. I never came out saying the earth was flat. I'm just asking, I'm just a, I'm just some poor schlub out here asking questions. That's all. What are you telling me, Chris? I'm not allowed to ask questions. Okay, jackass. I pulled up your fucking channel, and the video number three on your brand new channel is the Flat Earth Revolution has begun. Fuck you, man. You're a liar. And I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Jaron. I'm tired of this guy on here, too. They're dishonest, intellectually dishonest to the fucking core. Everything they say, you got to double check, and then they're going to contradict themselves in two sentences. So count on it. It's it's a shit show. It's a psyop. It's all it's it's corrupted and polluted. Just every every dingy corner of the already fucked up internet. It's just relentless. It's like, come on, don't call in with this anymore. If you're going to call in with this, like, start out with a, a video or something, and you need to have some criteria met. You need to tell me where the boat is, and how you know the boat is 30 miles away. How did you establish that? And like Kay was saying, how high are you off of the shoreline? All that stuff needs to be factored in, and then we can talk. You come, People come on here, and they just start spouting stuff. And it's like we're, we're, we're from the, golly, man, this is just aggravating. But, um... Uh, yeah, and I still get it from time to time from people on comments and stuff. Like, I thought you were some guy posted on my video. I thought you were a real truther, Chris, and I guess you got swapped out by the pod people, and they, 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 you're not a real truther. You know, you're not a flat earther. And I was like, okay, what? All right, whatever. It's like you know, if that doesn't make me a real truther, I don't even know if I want to be called a truther. I mean, it's already kind of a loaded term at this point what is it i mean come on i don't care it's like what you know but if 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 you don't have any regard for any kind of like uh, sensible approach to things like to figure out if it's really true or not then this is not the place for you you shouldn't be listening to this call screw oaks Oaks buster call you don't you shouldn't this is like something that you shouldn't shouldn't be listening to it's like, yeah, we're trying to slow things down, trying to pick things apart, trying to, like, examine, like, are you making a claim? Maybe we can examine it. Oh, how do you know that? Like, is there any, like, you have anything that, you know, can back you up, uh, you know, some test you've done on your own? That's perfectly acceptable and fine for me. But it's like, yeah, you can't just 
leave a bunch of stuff out, like how high, you know, come on. We've been over this all over and over and over, and it's enough already. And this goes on and on and on all over these channels and all of this stuff. And it's just, come on, it's just ridiculous. I, 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 I've been off the topic and then, um, yeah, I got, I got somebody calling in again, Chicago from across Lake Michigan. Okay. Let's examine. Let me just say my piece on this because this is important. It's like, okay, you can see Chicago from across Lake Michigan, pull it up into Google and you'll bring up this photo flatter Chicago skyline. And it's like with the pink, with the pink, kind of sunsetted background and it's like you see this that's the image results and that's the main one that comes up uh there's other ones here chicago from 37 nautical miles 42 statute miles and like what do you see oh just the tops of the buildings just the very tip tops why where's the rest of the buildings you know there's like contradictory stuff here obviously so either these photos weren't taken at the distance they say, or something's up here. But let's say this is that you take this at face value. Oh, I'm seeing Chicago, and then the then the claim is, oh, you shouldn't be able to see it from that far. And the counterclaim from the official source is that it's a mirage. Okay, what what would tell you that maybe it's a mirage? Well, maybe the fact that this is it, okay. So let's let's stop, let's step away and think for a second. If you could indeed see Chicago from across there, you should see it any clear day of the week. The the flat earthers should have already loaded the internet with photos of Chicago from across Lake Michigan because you can just go there any time of day and get a photo, right? Right, Kay? Yeah, oh. anytime. Oh. Ask a trusted friend, even maybe. Yeah, like you see what I'm getting at? It's like there should be no shortage of these photos of Chicago from across Lake Michigan. It, the, the, by now, you know, two years into the flat earth uh, claim, this should be loaded. There should be people going out there that live in that area, taking photos from across Lake Michigan. See, you can see the whole city from across the whole entire freaking lake. It's impossible. But no, we have the same photo, and it's like we've one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of the same photo. It's like, what? Oh, if it's a rare photo... Then, then it, maybe it's a rare meteorological event. And what does that fall on the side of? It falls on the side that it's a mirage, that it's a rare event. That's why it was in the news. Why would, okay, why would it be in the news if you could see Chicago on any clear day from across the lake? That makes no damn sense for even, okay, news fake, news not fake, whatever. It make, they would come out and say, let's say here in Lawton, uh, we're just announcing that you can see the grain elevator from from uh, Sheridan and uh, Sheridan and Lee today. Look at the grain elevator. It's like you can always see the fucking grain elevator from Sheridan and Lee. This is where, why I put that in the news? It makes no damn sense. Oh, it's noteworthy. It's not noteworthy if it's every day. With the flat earthers, it would be every day. You could go out there and see Chicago. Anytime you got a clear day, you go out there and say, there's Chicago, way the F over on the other side of the effing lake. It's like, and we've taken picture after picture to prove it to you, but no, we got this one picture. And the guy comes back with that one picture. We got that one picture, and that's where the guy said it was a mirage, which is obviously not true because NASA lies. It's like, come on, just 
man, it's so just irrational and it's not reasonable. It's like you got to you got to think things through, man. It's like why would it be on the news? Oh my god, PBS. Everyone talked about that photo. By the yeah, way. it's like here in Chicago, you can see it way the heck up. Why would they point it out either? You know, it's like, okay, they're so diligent in trying to hide the flat earth. Why would they even mention it? But, but you no, know what? It, it looks like, upside hey, down. Look at it. Did you see the it picture? Looks, Don't those buildings look upside down? Like a mirage? Is- yeah, hmm. I've also seen footage where it's like, um, you, you know, you kind of look at the buildings and they're like, uh, they're morphing and kind of shimmering and looks miragey from the footage, but it's like, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You, you got to go by what, a, what you're looking at. I'm not in Chicago. I can't get out there, but, um, it's nine no, 11 all over again. We're analyzing images. <laughs> we got to trust whoever took this picture actually took this picture and it is exactly what he thought it was. That's and a lot of did, hey, didn't you look at the Rob Skiba video? It's not that we don't. It's like so you get accused of this. Oh, you don't look at it. You just dismiss it. No, I've looked at a bunch of these videos. I look at Rob Skiba's fairly recent one about Lake Michigan in Chicago. He went out there with a camera, and it's like, why isn't Rob Skiba's photos all over the freaking? Why do you still see this one that was put on the news? It's because Rob Skiba's footage shows the damn tops of the buildings. You don't see the whole buildings from across the lake. And he says, we're 37 nautical miles out. And I said, okay. And I'm sitting there watching it. And, as I'm, and then I say, oh, let me find that flat, that uh, curve calculator, just out of curiosity. And I put in 37 miles, and I put in, you know, uh, all of that. And I said, well, they're, you know, they're, they're on a boat, so they're they're probably at least 10 feet from sea level on a boat and everything and you're kind of standing up so you're six foot plus the boat and all that at least 10 feet so i just put conservatively 10 feet and then what they were viewing on their camera was like and then it says oh you see 400 feet of uh obstruction from the curve and that's exactly what it looked like on their footage it looked like about 400 feet of the of the buildings were obstructed by the horizon or the so-called curve or whatever Right? And it's like, right? That happens. Yeah, he's like going out there proving that they're perfect. Yeah, it, every video, I, I mean, so many that I've checked, they turn out to, exa- you know, they, you're supposed to see it. So it's like these guys just say shit. It doesn't even have to be true. They just say shit. But he was saying something like he, he, he never addressed it until like towards the end of the video. And then he's like, he mutters something about, well, there's haze. And that's what causing you not to see the bottoms. I've already handled that in other videos I did. That's not a Rob Skiba impersonation. I'm just, that's what he said. It's like haze or something. That's why you can't see the bottom of the building. It's like, I don't know. It looks like a solid horizon to me. Doesn't look like haze, but uh, right. Oh man, it's just. Well, incredible. did anyone even compare this upside weird? It looks like a you know one of those uh, bars that you, you scan at the grocery store to see how much you know when you self check out. I know you hate that, Chris, but it's just a bunch of lines. Why would anyone think that is actually a city? It looks like a rainstorm maybe or something. I don't know. 
Mm, yeah. Look like then, buildings. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, this is... Oh, let me I send the link into your chat just so everyone can look at. But I asked That's, the caller, and I and I said, you know, because cause he, he's a flat earther, and he's like, and I said, okay, now is the time to put up. Like, yeah, give me your best, best video that's, okay, seeing something that I'm not supposed to see. Well, we got this boat that's 30 miles out, and we know it's 30 miles out because of this, this, and that, you know, you know conditions that, you know, we, 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 we've got some confirmation that this is 30 miles out. We've established it somehow or another. And and we know by the curve calculator from this height above sea level that you should not be able to see that. What I'm asking for is something that has a, a little bit of uh, rigor applied to it, where it's like, oh, we're we're factoring all this stuff in, you know, we're 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 factoring all the claims of the globalists in to our observation, and we're showing how they're not they're not true. They're not doing that. They don't even like bother with any of that. They're just like. Oh, well, you shouldn't see that boat from here. It's like, ah. And then everyone else says, yeah, he said you shouldn't see the boat. Uh, Well, why? Can you tell me why? Is he naming what his eye height is, what his distance? I mean, even if he did name it, Chris, about this, they would just lie anyway. That's why you shouldn't be able to see it, because the earth is flat. It's like, uh, well, how do you know that the earth is flat? Because you shouldn't be able to see that boat. Well, how do you know that you shouldn't be able to see that boat because the earth is flat? <laughs> that's it. I mean, it's like it's that's tough. it. That's it. It's like it's it's like yeah. There's I just don't. I don't want to. They're slick videos. People have succumbed to these slick videos, and every time you watch it, you re-inoculate yourself with the nonsense, and. You just take their word for it, but you can't because they have an agenda you are unaware of, people. That's to keep you busy from all the awesome 9-11 shit you were doing before. You were doing such good fakery work, and then this shit took over. That was disappointing. Yeah, that's another thing. And then, too, like, every time the subject comes up, you notice how, it like, the conversation gets all cattywampus and people talking over each other and stuff. And it's like... uh, no, I had uh, uh, Jaron on. Like he didn't do that. It's like um, so. It's possible for to discourse with the flat earther. Why? Why are they coming on my call and start just rattling shit off and don't stop to take a breath? Why? It's like, man, can you have a conversation when you're talking about this? And here's another thing too. Oh. We're going to wake up the world and expose NASA by proving the Earth is flat. It's like, oh, and this is your approach? You you get on there and just spout off a bunch of claims and you don't let anybody respond or slow you down or pick any of them apart, and you don't like it when, when I do it? And then you're going to be convincing to the world, the world at large, that still believe 9-11 was real and still believe the moon landings were real and all that, you're going to convince everybody? Golly, it's so incredible. I just lolo you. It's just... Against NASA education giant machine? No way, son. Most of their budget is um, propaganda and education, so... 
Yeah, I really don't understand this thing. I, I really don't. Like, who's the troll? Who's the, just a flat earth troll? And who's genuine? And, like, um, who, who's genuinely sucked up into this thing and convinced by these slick videos, these slickster hucksters? Which is what they are. I put the flat earth timeline in. If anybody wants to look at that, I posted that in the chat. Is you should say that out loud, up? Chris, because that's pretty cool. It's worth reading. Oh, let's look at it while we're on the subject. And mind you, I didn't change the subject. The caller did. I, I'm off of it. But while we're on it, I think this is interesting. So, yeah, I referenced this a while ago, Jaron. He said, I never claim that the Earth is flat. I'm just asking questions. So I did screen captures of... Eric Dubay published no, November 14th, 2014, is his first Flat Earth video, The Flat Earth Conspiracy, where he busts out of the gate. You go look at his channel, and it's like he's doing karate kicks, showing you how you to do karate kicks and martial arts and pirouettes and, I don't know, balancing off, off one finger off a window ledge or whatever. And then he's, that's his video content. And then he, bam, flat, Earth is flat, everybody. It's very interesting. Came out November 14, 2014. Mark Sargent comes out February 10, 2015. November, December, January, three months later, four months later. The Earth is flat, everybody. I've done all this research. I've been looking into it. I've studied it, studied it, studied it. And he puts out like a five-part series about how the Earth is flat. It right on the heels of Eric Dubay. Uh, Jaronism comes out eight days later, the greatest hoax ever sold, and then uh, on April 7th, 2015, which is right on the heels, February, March, April, about six weeks after March Sargent, Jaronism declares, remember the rules, if you're going to call me an idiot, do so politely or I'll just block you. Yes, which is very common with the Flat Earthers. They block me off all, Rob Skiva, Jaronism, and, and Mark Sargent. I think Mark, I'm pretty sure. No, Eric DeBay for sure. Uh, Rob Skiva for sure and, and Jaronism for sure. All of them have shadow banned me. And I've only made like one or two comments and I've shadow banned from their YouTube channels. Uh, remember the rules, if, this is Jaronism. Uh, published April 7th, 2015. Remember the rules. If you're going to call me an idiot, do so politely or I'll just block you. We each can freely believe whatever we want. And I'm sorry the beliefs are of the majority of people in this world is alarming. Believe no one. Trust no one. Challenge everything. Be brave and stand up. The flat earth movement has begun. Time for truth. I'm not an astronomer, uh, astronomer but I believe my eyes and should see the correct effects and they and they what I should see the correct effects, and they do not, and they do not. The same people who taught me this lied in every other form as well. So that reads just like a a prep a prepared scripted thing to me. But people buy this hook, line, and sinker, man. It's like is that not scripted as fuck? Okay. Well, we my question is, yes, it is very scripted. I mean, it's right, yeah. it's like, there's no emotion, there's no feeling in it, it's just like, and how how did he know the Flat Earth Movement began, that it, two years later it'd, it'd be going strong as frickin' ever? Yeah, 
four weeks after Mark Sargent came out with this video, and nobody was even really talking about it up until Eric Dubay and Mark Sargent came out with their videos. And then so Jaronism is coming out. First, he told me that his wife convinced him that there was to look into it. And then he com- then he said that he, he, he got a vision of the globe spinning, that it was ridiculous, and that's how he started investigating. Came to the truth. And then see, okay, where was all this research time, Jaron? Because your time frame doesn't account for it because you're busting out of the gate declaring that the flat earth movement has begun two years ago. Where's his, where's his, uh, provenance? Where's his, uh, prior videos talking about nine 11 or anything that they don't exist. He bust up on the scene, full blown flat earth. That's, that's, I mean, come on. Rob Skiva published April 28, 2015. In this episode, I picked off where I left all the previous show, did with the broadcast reading along. The title is Examining Flat Earth Clues, Part 1. The Morgyle, the Nazis, Nazis of NASA, NASA, published May 1st, 2015. And uh, so all of all these people, the Morgyle, like if you look at his channel, is the only channel among all these that where he has some kind of previous uh, activity as a so-called truther or whatever. But then he's fully on board of Flat Earth within weeks of the these other videos. All these video, all these initial videos from all these major Flat Earth figures that are to this day the central dudes that are pimping this all came out within weeks and all came out just emphatic about it. Really? And then, so we got a sampling of what the type of evidence is. Oh, the same photo of Chicago from a clock, the same photo, really, from two years ago, that you we shouldn't be able to see Chicago from that? That's what you're still using as proof, flat earthers? It's like, golly, man, it's crazy. And they all so, came out instance, within six months, yeah. Chris, by the way. Every one of those, all within six months. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But is that real? Okay, you think that's real? Like, you know, like uh, Rob Skiva, like you watch his, you watch this, I watch part of it where he's like, his first flatter video, he says, I, I ran across this and it was like, I'm, I, I'm so intrigued by it. I've, I've spent the last two weeks totally engrossed in flat earth research. It's like, wow, really, man? It's like, you know, it's like, uh, and you didn't, you, you didn't, you, and still to this day, you don't come off of it when you go out to Chicago, you go out to Lake Michigan, and then you see only the tops of the buildings. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, I just, it's so unbelievable. It's so, it's so absurd. It's to me, anyway. I'm lying. Wow. I'm blown away. I had no idea they were so close together. Oh, yeah. Actually, within weeks, see, May, it's like within, it's like within uh, a handful of weeks, right? November 2014. And then, then early 2015 is like when the other ones come out up to April. April, May is when uh, Morgyle jumped on board, with jumped in with both feet. November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Yeah, six months. 
That's called a rollout, Chris. <laughs> That's a rollout, yeah. That's part of a bigger I, plan, I, you know. Let's roll that out, get that done, check that off the list. Okay, what do we got next? <laughs> but here's another thing, too. It's like initially it's like, okay, everybody, check it yourself. Go out and get a telescope, and you'll see that the Earth is flat. It's very simple. All you got to do is go out there and look at the stuff you're not supposed to see, and you'll prove it to yourself. That was the initial claim, right? You remember that? Now it's like Rob Skiva explaining how atmospheric lensing works. And then the other guy that just I got finished talking to, he's 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 going to emphatically declare that, oh, mirages are are always inverted. You'll never see a, a mirage that's, uh, you know, positioned upright. It will always be inverted. It's I like, thought mirages oh, dude, were just you know? messy, weren't they? Just sand being all wavy. Do you actually yeah, but you can okay. see a mirage on a hot road, and then the mirages that are going to be on a lake from colder temperatures on the surface may may be characteristically different. Maybe I don't know. I don't claim to be an expert on all that, but the, the fact is that these guys are claiming expertise. Is what I'm what I'm pointing out. Right. Where are they getting this expertise? <laughs> And what oh, makes them so so certain of their claims? Because that's what it's contingent on. It's not it's not anymore. Go out and see it for yourself. It's contingent on their their uh, explanation of how atmospheric lensing works. That's what it's. That now it's changed and it's trans it's it's transmuted into that now. And it's like, okay, did you come into the knowledge of the flat Earth? Figure, having figured out how atmospheric lensing was with like some high degree of like investigation, it, or did you not even factor any of this in initially? No, they never even factored it in initially. But later, when 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 it when it became so uh, so un, unequivocally apparent that the, what they were saying is not true. They had then now they come up with this ad hoc explanation of how uh, atmospheric lensing works. It's just preposterous. It really is. It's so transparent too. I don't see why people are having a hard time grasping this. And let's say you're convinced that the Earth is flat. That doesn't change the facts surrounding this whole flat Earth crew and their presentation and them popping up on the scene all at the same time and their and their sophistry and the way they argue things. You know, it's right. like if you're convinced the earth is flat from something that you've observed directly and you know it's flat based on those observations, that's different. But this is not even what we're talking about. These are just truth claims that that, are, that aren't backed up by anything other than NASA lies. And it's like right. I know NASA lies. I get it. I know NASA lies. Doesn't mean the earth is flat. Now, if NASA wanted to put out some campaign to help them. So they could they could uh, position themselves against some you know uh, demonstrably flawed interpretation of like the the Earth. Then they would come out with the flat Earth psyop, which I which I believe is exactly what they did. And it's just to discredit anybody that questions NASA, to discredit anybody now that is even questioning 9/11 or anything like that. And it's working wonders. It's actually working wonders. Uh, it's very simplistic, and uh, 
But, you know, the fact is that not a lot of people have a whole lot of time on their hands to really delve into anything extensively. And so the effective way to communicate things is through sound bites, through slogans. And the Jaronism, the Flat Earth Revolution has begun. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you're reading off a script, dude. How do you know? I mean, you know, statistically, it shouldn't have taken off at all because they they offer absolutely zero proof. They just make, like you said, claim after claim after claim. You, but they offer no proof at all. They don't explain the biggies, like why both hemispheres spin in opposite directions. It's because, you know, they, there's so many things they don't address. The why are the why do all the maps work then? They address nothing of the current model that they can disprove. So it's clear, I mean, there's so many. Like, I mean, if you even flatten my city, you know, road distances are going to change. Even my city, you know, if it's wide enough, I guess. But maybe a big city like Seattle. But you know what? Even that, Chris, they they don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. Like, uh... Mr. Paradox, the guy I was on, you had a real respectful flat earther, and you dotted him. Dotted? Oh, like ban, like banned him. I think the real question is, why are people dotted and banning folks that believe this way? Because you won't shut the fuck up and let anybody get a word in edgewise. That's the only reason why I ban anybody. Here's, it, let me explain something to you, Mr. Paradox. A conversation is where you say something, you shut your fucking mouth, and then I say something, and then I shut my yapper, and then you say something. It's a conversation. That's how this is. A, that's why it's Hulkbuster's call. It's like a call. It's a phone call. It's not. It's not a dial-in thing where you hear a a, a, a pre-recording, and then it's just a diatribe. Like you could send me a recording, and then you know post that on your you know wherever you want to post it. And have people dial in like a hold message where you're just rattling off flat earth, quote unquote, flat fat, fact after, after quote unquote fact and not taking a breath. That's not a conversation. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a rant or a, or a uh, diatribe. That's not what we're doing here. I do it, but I'm the host of the call. And then I, and then when I, open up the when I take people on for calls you'll notice and if you go back and listen when somebody wants to say something I stop talking I don't talk over them you know sometimes I do but like it's not a regular practice I don't keep doing it over and over and over and if somebody says hey can I can I can I can I say can I can I I don't just keep talking and don't stop this is something that you were doing and that's why I muted you and that's the way it works here. I mean, you can open up your own talk show, you can whatever pot, podcast, whatever you want, and set whatever parameters you want on it. But that's the parameters here. It's like conversational. It's not. It's not a series of uh, diatribes that that go uninterrupted for however long you want them to, just because you're calling in. Man, it pisses me off. But uh, yeah, just in case you're wondering, that's the way it works. Um, you were quite emotional, and that might make the reason for the mistake. No, I was very calm. The emotional person is the one that will rattle off nonstop and not even take a breath. 
uh, that's what uh, what you were doing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I too, it's like yeah, the 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 flat Earth too is they have this um, characteristic, and and I think Jer Jaren, how many times did he call me an idiot, Kay? At least a dozen times. Yeah, yeah a couple dozen. Yeah, that's yeah. I, it's a it's strange tactic. And he also kept saying, um, you think this and this, you know, and that's why t- yeah. I kind of overreacted when the what's-his-name said, you think. I mean, see, it's their tactic to try and tell you what you think. Don't, 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 do not put words, you son of a bitch, to my thoughts. You have no idea. But he kept doing that to you. You think this and this and then... But you know, well, yeah. wait a minute. How dare you tell me what I'm thinking? Yeah. I got to say, uh, I'm still here, by the way, but um, I'm, I was kind of bummed because, you know, I listen to your calls a lot, and it's, it's, you know, I wanted to talk about other things, but it seems like, you know, things get hijacked and conversations get hijacked, and everyone wants to talk about you know, flat Earth. I mean, as soon as he got on and started talking about Trump fighting the globalists, I mean, I just had to roll my eyes. I'm like, okay, like, I don't want to spend my night talking to some guy who's pushing flat earth, who's uh, pushing, you know, oh, Sandy Hook was fake, but JFK was really killed because he was planning on doing this. I mean, obviously this guy's disinformation because he can't grasp simple concepts that are going on around him. So uh, I have some cool things to talk about if you want to change the subject. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unless you have an idea chris you wanted to go somewhere i yeah i i just i think it's a good thing it. that uh we got a flat earther call in because it's like um it's just an illustrative point and it's like uh yeah here's mr perox you know he's the victim see i mean i was yelling and but you know anybody who does go back and listen to the call was i yelling over him and wouldn't let him talk or i was shouting did i raise my voice yeah i do it raise my voice because um it's like, you know, I want to emphasize a point, which is like, <laughs> show me a, show me, okay, show me a video already. Stop, stop with that, you know, with the, th- we're, we're seeing stuff that we're not supposed to see. Stop, stop that. Stop it already. Stop it. Show me something. Please stop it. You know what I mean? Come on. This is like an ongoing thing. It's like, it, but it's the claim. Oh, we're, you're seeing stuff you're not supposed to see. Okay, stop. Where? S- send me a link. This is 2017. Let's get it. Let's get to the. Let's let's fast forward to the modern day. We're not in horse and buggies and shit. Show me a video. Give me a link. Changes the subject. And he thinks he's being reasonable and thinks he's being fair. I don't know, man. And then he's the victim. See, I yelled. It's very typical. It so it's good that called in and give him an example. I, yeah, scare you? I mean, come on. No, I'm gonna, I'm going to emphasize. Yeah, I'll raise my voice. I don't care. It's like, because uh, I, I, because it's frustrating. It's like stop making these claims, and and uh, yeah, accommodate me on a very simple request. It's you know, is that not reasonable? I think so. So I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, like, how do, how do you handle this from this, this point out? It's like, that's the way I want to do it. It's like, okay, Flat Earther, put up or shut up. You know, you're going to make a claim. Let's start out with this video, seeing something that we're not supposed to see, that you're claiming that's 
proves that the earth is flat. And then we'll go from there. It's like spe- specifics, not not Fermi's paradox and all this horse shit. And the Pythagorean. The, the Pythagorean <laughs> uh, disconfigurations and all that. I, I don't know. Just whatever. Yeah, you can... This is done all the time too. You can come out and you can spout a bunch of uh, a bunch of terminology and shit that makes you sound like you know what you're talking about. When you when you slow down and examine it, it's like, what? Okay, how do you know this? What are you talking about? Or you know, it's like it, then it falls apart. It's like, yeah, I don't, if I wanted that, I'd go listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson or some of those people. Or it's like, you, you, there's plenty of that out there. Uh, on either side of the table, you know. All right, change the subject. I'm sick of it. Sick of there we it. Go. <laughs> sick to death of it. Sick to death. Is there a happy subject? What about Bigfoot? Do, you Bigfoot bad? <laughs> Do we have any happy ones? Because you're in Oregon. You're up there around them. Get up there in them thick woods. That Bigfoot's hiding. He's got all kinds of places to hide up in Oregon. Yeah, in Washington. More in Washington. Washington, Oregon, all those thick forests and woods and dense. Yeah, dense Idaho, Montana. We're a nice big clump of green up here. Just green and just hidey holes everywhere, caves and Bigfoot. My brother's out. a big hiker. I'm he not loves... really into that whole subject. You don't? You don't? Oh, you mean like Bigfoot? No, right. it's like uh, the idea, though, it's not. I, I don't think it's it's out, totally out of the question. I, I mean, as far as like, oh, are there creatures that uh, have gone undiscovered, undetected? It's like, I don't know why not. I mean, damn, there's a lot of woods. Because oh, yeah. after civilization, member of civilization thinks, oh, everything is half, the, the earth is half paved over. <laughs> no, it's not. It's you know, not. There's a lot of, oh, you're right. We're barely paved. But in yeah. I've met, more than one Native American who the entire tribe 100% believe Bigfoot's real. They say they have tales of encounters and things. I think I've told you. I, see, I mean, yeah, you have a lot of that. And it's like, I don't dismiss that. Like, why did, why, like, uh, now scientists in our modern day, they got every incentive to just feed you some horse shit. They get paid, they get grants, they get... And then they and they lay claim to this some some kind of moral superiority like they don't do they don't they're not concerned with it which is absolutely preposterous. But you take somebody like the, like these people and it's like try to figure out like what is their motivation to jive talk to you about Bigfoot like what do they get out of it? Maybe a tourist thing or something I don't know could be but it would support the paradigm actually of evolution you know. Hmm. Well, like he's a human. No, or... here, here's the thing about that. It's like any and everything. Bigfoot existing would support it. Bigfoot not existing would support it. <laughs> uh, that's the evolution <laughs> theory. Yeah, any and everything supports it. The lack of it also supports it. So the opposite would support it. There you too. go. Yeah, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, anything that. Yeah, so an ape <laughs> that walks upright and stuff like that would uh, would just be some kind of, uh, yeah, another type, kind of ape. But uh, if it talked, that would be something entirely different. But uh, like, no, what the fuck? Feels apparently tails, high pitch kind of noise. Yeah, it's interesting. 
It's like there's all that just made up. People just all make that up, and uh, it's just a bunch of fantasy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I really don't know. Uh, it's in it's it's in. I used to be. I never was like. I remember seeing a movie about Bigfoot when I was a kid, and it was like. Uh, oh I yeah. It, I think uh. I it was kind of. I thought it was kind of dumb. I don't know. Movie. It was like, uh, but it was just like one movie, and I just really lost interest kind of after that. I was like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. It was kind of a dumb movie. I don't know. Even I was pretty young too, and I thought it was dumb. So it must be really dumb. I don't know. Like, uh, remember that show, I was, uh, uh, Harry and the Hendersons? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember that show? show? And then, yeah, 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 the like makeup and that was pretty good because that whoever did the yeah. make, I think it was. Uh, was it that famous guy that always does the movie makeup? Did he do the costume on that guy? It's, it's pretty, pretty I good. mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jim Baker. The family. Yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> Crazy hygiene for Bigfoot living. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. For, if you're going to do a crazy show, yeah, that's a good idea. For <laughs> that was the 80s. You ever look you know? at some of these old shows like, uh, that they came out like as pilot episodes and they're just totally preposterous, man. They're funny though. Like shit from the seventies and like they come out with some show, like my mom is a car. (laughs) Like like the dude's mom reincarnated as a car and talks to him. It's like, it's like, man, that is uh, just absolutely ridiculous. But they were actually going to put that out as a pilot episode for a series. This is shit like that. It's like, what was a, what is the idea behind it? It's just really. Uh, well, we'll see it because everything's being recycled. You know, they can't think of new ideas anymore. So it's like every new movie is just a remake of an old movie. Seems. Now, Mr. Paradox says, thanks for censoring me, Chris, and bringing your troll friend, Kay. <laughs> You're my troll friend, Kay. Here, here. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> I'm a troll for truth. Okay, so yeah, troll for, <laughs> troll for truth. Yeah, please like conversate. I mean, Joey's doing it. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, no problem. Like he talks, and then I talk. I I run my mouth too much, which is weird because I was always super introverted and shy, and then now I just run off at the mouth. But uh. I was really shy as a kid. Where you, you guys experience that going to school, being super socially awkward. I think Kay was the. Uh, I was, you know, popular. I was. By the time I graduated high school, I and when I was a senior, I got the um, funniest award for being the funniest senior. Because when I didn't talk much, but when I did, they were zingers. So, I don't know. Is that is that being real social? I don't know. I was like shy to the point of like I'd have family members and ask me like, "Chris, are you all right? Like is there something wrong with you?" You know, like <laughs> like that oh, yeah, bad. Like uh yeah, I was always like growing up. It was just yeah. It makes life Sometimes it makes life miserable, you know, when you're especially when you're younger, 
But uh, I don't know. I, I always had like friends and stuff, but really uh, just it, just interacting with groups and then going to school and and, and then it's like all those people. It's just like it was just so overwhelming and uh, I don't Did know. You- Sports in high school or junior high or grade school? Group sports? Oh, yeah, because I was forced into it. I, I went to some rural schools. And so there's only so many students. So it's like, well, they have to have so many. Everybody has to play sports so they can have a team, you know. Even if you warm the bench, you know, you could still fill in from time to time, which I was a bench warmer. Wasn't good in sports, even though I had my moments. But uh, I, I never was like the a star player or anything. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, in basketball, it'd be like if I ever got the ball, it would be like screaming at me, "Pass it, pass it, pass it." <laughs> I hate when they do that. <laughs> and, and sometimes I, was, I just throw it to me then. Like one time I got the ball and it was like this. this I swear, this is the true story. Is like is two seconds on the clock and we were down by one. And I got the ball. I don't know how the hell I got the ball. Like, no, but I think uh, it, I might have intercepted or something. And I'm standing there, and it's like, okay, I'm I'm okay at this shot. Because it's kind of like uh, you're out of the paint on the upper corner or whatever that is, like wherever that position is. Mm-hmm. Like, I've made this bank shot from here before, you know, bounce it off the book. And uh, the dude was, like, screaming at me, pass it, pass it. And I was like, I looked over at him. It's like, dude, you're not even open. This, like, t- this guy was, like, a short guy. He was really good at basketball, but... Uh, the guy was on him gardening was like two feet. He had two feet on him. That's how short this guy was. I was like, I'm not, you're not going to do anything with a ball. So I said, it's like the only thing I just throw it. I just threw it and it went in. I was like, holy shit. And we won. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I totally freaked out. I was like, and then, uh, now yeah, that's the only, I think that's the only basket I made the whole season. Cause I was mostly sitting it out. Wasn't that fun but, uh, that day? After everyone's screaming, it's with. fun. Yeah, it's fun to it's fun to win. It's fun to Fuck yeah, it's so fun win. to win. Like it wouldn't have been fun to like to brick it. Like I throw it and go <laughs> up in the stand. Knock <laughs> <laughs> somebody's popcorn out of there. That wouldn't have been no fun. I wouldn't have felt good about that. But yeah, it, it, but it's a ball going into a hoop. For fuck's sake, it's like, oh, it's so glorious. It's like the ball went into the hoop. Hooray! <laughs> the rubber ball went into the metal hoop again. Victory! I don't. It's yeah. Sports is really retarded on some level, it's but it's like, fun though. It well, is. No, it so is many fun. things. Like so many things, though. I think, um, especially with so much money involved, it's very controlled. I think now. And um, oh, yeah. I've always been a big fan of sports. Like I watch. I'm a big, you know, soccer fan. But even like as the years progress, and I, I get further and further away from sports because I realize, you know, it's it's entertainment, it's um, it's big business, you know, and they want, uh, you know, to maximize revenues. And how do you do that? Well, you have perfect storylines. You have, you know, what people want to see. How do you get certain teams to meet up against each other? How you know what's going to sell the most? Um, yeah, it's the all consumers. You know, game seven, how many game sevens do we have and stuff like that? You know, it's just like the NBA and, you know, stuff like that, uh, uh, Major League Baseball, stuff like that. They, 
you know, they want these things to draw out because it's just more money. So yeah. it's just once you start to see that this is a business, this isn't, this isn't like yeah. Don't the, you know, people playoffs, and look at the, the basketball playoffs always go into extended games typically. Yeah. For some and reason, and, can, and people say, well, they can't control it. They can't do that. I mean, you don't need to have like the whole. Just like nine eleven. I mean, you don't have to have like every single person in on it. You just have to have key people that know what they're doing, and you can, you know, officiating is a big way to control it. Um, and then these superstars that are getting paid, like I, I go on the ESPN and I look at some of these basketball players that are signing 200 plus million dollar contracts. You know, if someone told me, Hey, we're going to pay you 200 plus million, but you have to do certain things. You know, a lot of these guys are going to be like, whatever, you know, <laughs> pay me the money, <laughs> you know, money talks. So um, I just think it's like a lot of things. It, and it's sad because I used to be, you know, quite into sports, but now I'm, I'm, I'm not so much, but because of, I can tell that it's, it's controlled. Yeah, did you happen to listen to, it's one of the calls we did, Marcus Allen used to come on frequently, and uh, he did an interview with uh, Brian Tui, wrote wrote a book to oh, fix yeah. us in about how yeah. sports are rigged. It's a, it was a pretty big seller, I think so to this day, you know, and uh it, that guy yeah. is not a he he's I think that like he got sort of sort of buried or like you don't hear much out of that guy, the Brian Tui. I am well, sure no, because I know this was my thing, the Brian Tui thing. This is what kind of set my alarm bells ringing was there were some mainstream people pushing his book, and I was going, why would they yeah. do this, you know? Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, setting them up for a fall or something. I don't know, to make everyone who who questions it look silly. I don't know, but um, I had my doubts about, not to say that some of his things that he was saying weren't true, but I was thinking, okay, you know, you know what's the full picture here? And I don't think we're getting it with, with him. So. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really delved extensively into all that, but um, I think he made some really good observations, some really good, really good points, and then that was kind of what I was, what I was. Well, uh, same thing with that ref who on. got busted in the NBA. Remember him? He was like persona non grata, you know, around anything with the NBA. He wrote a book that was pushed out on the mainstream media. Oh, this. Donna, I think it was Donahue or something was his last name, but he was a ref who was like fixing games because he had a gambling problem and he was making sure that the games went the way that he bet his money. So um, I think they put those stories out to kind of make it look like, oh yeah, just in case you hear about it, yeah, but it's these rogue, it's these rogue refs who are doing it, and it's not like a systematic thing that the NBA is employing to maximize revenue, you know. Yeah, well, of course it's going to be there to maximize the revenue because it's a business, obviously. And uh, I, you know, I you know, before doing the calls, I was always, you know, sort of skeptical of things. I guess kind of people would call me, oh, yeah, you're cynic or, you know, everything is, you always look at those, you know, that, that it's like, well, no, it's just kind of ob- if you're observant like you pick up on things. And then one thing that stood out to me is like when I went to a, uh, I ha- had a friend that was like really into motocross 
And uh, so, uh, so it was me, him, and a, another mutual friend. We all went to go see this motocross event. And uh, it was uh, like this one guy was just like, he was doing shit. Like all the other riders were like, um, he was just making all the other riders look stupid, man. He was just like jumping these, uh, you know, they have all this, this track set up and it's dirt and it's got all these jumps and yeah. uh, who, who, uh, whoop-de-doos and all that. And he's like clearing three of them and the other guys are only clearing like two at best. Yeah, and then like, he's that. doing I've, it every I've time. He's just dominating this guy, uh, Jeremy McGrath. Yeah, and I, I remember like, him. I was yeah, like, he was, yeah. he was like and the I, big thing in motocross. Yeah, and I'm not saying that he's not good or talented i'm not saying that so i'm not i'm not trying to detract from this guy and his abilities or anything like that but it was like i was i was saying this to my i brought this up to my friend at this time i didn't push the issue but i was like i was like okay what is this guy because it was just so pronounced it was like okay how could he be that damn good where he's he's hitting this third burn he's hitting this third what do they call them these these humps, you know, he's, he's jumping the first one and clearing three of them consistently every time. And these other guys can't do it. It's like, how is he that much better than all these other dudes that have been doing that riding since they were kids too? You know, it's like, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, this is, I I was saying at the time, this is rigged. This guy's probably got the, he's, this is a this is a set up deal, you know. It's this big event. It was fully packed. It was out in Southern California. It was like a it it was like um yeah, all these people there watching this, and it was like yeah, Jeremy McGrath like this uh like this he's like the big hero. He's like this it, it, you know people are there wearing the Jeremy McGrath shirts, blah blah blah, selling the merchandise. Jeremy McGrath, Jeremy McGrath. He's like a god of motocross, and um. I'm like, yeah, I was just kind of, that really struck me. And I wasn't even, at the time, I wasn't even uh, into the idea that all sports were rigged or anything like that. I was just, that just stood out to me at that time. And I was like, this is, seems awfully kind of contrived. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I knew the guy, okay, yeah, he's good. But it's like, how are the other guys not even coming close to this dude? You know what I mean? Like he was in a whole nother category. And then and then you start to reflect back and it's like, oh, yeah, there's always kind of been those sort of sports superheroes. Well, like even like Tiger where Woods, they uh, just dominate, you know. Like Tiger Woods going on was the uh, Johnny Carson show or something like that. And he, when he was a little kid. It's like, how is he doing that and then later on becoming this? huge golf sensation. I think, I mean, a lot of it, I think, I don't deny that there's talent involved with these guys at all. I mean, I think that they're very talented, but I think that a lot of it, how they get to this, like, godlike status for their sport, I think a lot of it is controlled because the powers that be have a person that they want to put there, the specific person, I think, that they can control. Because a lot of these people, like you look at LeBron James, all these people across sports, they have a tremendous influence, especially on the male population, you know, a lot of yeah. people. I mean, I've, I've, 
I've gone to certain sporting events. Like I used to go to Denver Bronco games and stuff. And just to see how like passionate these people are, I mean, getting tattoos on them of like the, the sports logos, painting their houses, the color of their team. I mean, this is like, oh, yeah. goes beyond. Very, very influential. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't just like, Oh, I kind of like that. This is like my whole life is centered around saving enough money so I can go on these trips to watch my team and, uh, do all, you know, buy all the products and everything. And they've pretty much brainwashed a lot of these men, especially, into, you know, spending all their money and time, uh, you know, following these, what I think are controlled uh, superstars. Yeah, there's sort of these, uh, in the whole secular humanist realm, and a lot of emphasis put on uh, performance and ability and that sort of thing, which is which is interesting in light of, again, Hitler, which is like what what they say that he was all about, you know, the uber or the, you know, the, the the like the ultra man or something. And kind of like we're we're going to like, um, you know, sort of strive to, you know, do different implement different things to to get the i you know the ideal representation of mankind you know through breeding through you know selective breeding through all that like uh different kind of programs i think the russians were into that shit too and then of course the olympics and then all that it's like i think it ties into like uh transhumanism and uh and that sort of thing where it's like you, you really get people to to get in with these performance enhancing drugs, steroids and stuff like that. Or to That's like able to in the future yeah. genetically modify their children in a degree, you know, like I know that that was a, a, an issue for a while where people were talking about, well, maybe I want to have, you know, select certain genes for my kids, you know, like, well, you know, that's a good idea. Cause what if I want a blonde haired boy, you know, it's like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, this is crazy. Um, yeah. But people, I'm even, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like that's. I think that's part of uh, part of our whole uh, cultural. Uh, well, I, I think it's motivators, you know. Too, you put it. Well, I think it takes away. Like, it takes away the attention from, I think, God, the Creator, and makes you. I mean, I think that's a lot of it. They're trying to break down the family. They're trying to break down people's relationship. I think with God, the Creator. I think they. They want people to feel like they're godlike. I don't know in a way that they can create, or I mean, it's it's they're destroying kind of God's work with that genetically modified whatever you know, whether it be food or humans or animals. Um, I just think they're trying to pervert, you know, his creations. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a that's an important aspect of it. Is kind of like. Um... A lot of the modern medicine and stuff is predicated upon the idea that, well, you're a product of evolution, some random chance thing. So, like, the only thing that medical science can do is improve on it. And then, you know, if you have a problem, it's because, you know, you, you have some kind of defect that, you know, we can engineer and we can remove that defect. But, the tr- you know, if you look at the, well, the truth of the matter and you look at uh, degeneration, you know, like the, the occurrences of these, you know, defects and stuff that manifest themselves in different ways that are like actual 
you know, uh, genetically or however you inherit these things are on the rise. So they're more common and they're becoming as time progresses. It's like de-evolution. It's the opposite of what, you know, evolution would would, uh, dictate. So that's, it's like evolution theory goes against um, direct observation on just every front, every conceivable front. It's absolutely the exact opposite of what observable reality uh, says. But uh, it's the uh, yeah, it's the it's the premise on which a lot of things are built on, though. And it's an absolute fairy tale. It's amazing. And it's like, but you know, people have a profound faith in it, like it's true. And uh, but they don't really it doesn't really require that you actually provide any evidence for it other than like to show somebody like Lucy. And it's like, Oh, Lucy, what is, what is Lucy? Well, that's our ancestor from way, way back, way, 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 way back. It's like, how do you know that? Well, it's, they told me it's, it's, that's, that's, and they are scientists and they know what they're talking about. It's like, well, have you ever seen the footage of Owen Lovejoy? taking the hip bone and grinding it on his pinch grinder to make it look more uh, human-like. Because w- when they said they found it, it was very chimp-like. And they <laughs> yeah. took a bench grinder and made it human-like. Oh, that's yeah, how just you like do Just like all the, the dinosaur bones, too, out there that they so lucky to find, you know, all the time. Yeah, that's the thing about it. Like, I always thought, like, dinosaurs, that's a kind of a different subject, too, that's really kind of nuanced. It's like, what are you talking about? Dino- like, what exactly is a dinosaur? Like, a ni- rhinoceros looks like, what could you call it a dinosaur? Would they call it a dinosaur if it was actually extinct? Would that be another dinosaur? Like, uh, it just, so, yeah, when you get into, like, words like species, what is a species, what is a, you know, your class, that gets all really sketchy. And, um, yeah, I was talking about bears with, uh, with Dr. Fuster Cluck, and uh, he was saying, I was a, you probably saw a grizzly, you know, I was like, no, it's not a grizzly, it's a brown bear. But then I, then I was listening to something later, it's like backed up what he was saying, it's like, yeah, there, there are, there actually are some, some species of is connected to grizzlies. I didn't know that, but uh, I thought it was a black, some version of a black bear. But then, here's the thing about it too: you could probably, you could take a grizzly. I'm pretty sure you could take a grizzly bear and a brown bear and they and and uh, mate them. You know. So what is a species? You know, it's like a, it, it's uh, it's very ill-defined. So when you get into dinosaurs, it's like, what, do you, what exactly are you talking about? precisely there's no it's not really defined and it's supposed to be the the word is supposed to mean uh thunder lizard or some shit and it's like oh giant lizards well uh, yeah i I don't know like how okay lizards are cold-blooded how did they maintain themselves or they 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 all this body weight and bulk if they're cold-blooded that doesn't make any sense but uh, oh, maybe the earth was warmer then or whatever. You could have to invoke a bunch of stuff. But, yeah, like you're saying, all these lucky finds, like, they're just incredibly lucky. And, uh, yeah, how come 
That's a great question. And Eric DeBay, as much as I don't like his flat earth stuff, I think a I think a tactic too is to like he, he put he's got some really good videos. One of them yeah, is the dinosaur like one. They're all like yeah. every every truther or whatever I've I've come to find. Um I remember back when I first started listening to Marcus Allen, he 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 kind of coined it right. He's like, they give you little nuggets of truth and they get you hooked. And I was, you know, I thought about that. Yeah, because you start to trust them because they're telling you something that makes sense. And then, bam, they hit you in the face with something that's completely off the wall. And I found that yeah. with a lot of people, you know, it's just like, so, I mean, I, I use them, though. I, there's There's people that I go to that I know they're probably saying, you know, somewhat truthful things about certain topics and I can pick and say, okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that's, that's right on. But I can differentiate between the good information and the bad information, you know, that they're, they're feeding me. Yeah. And there's a, that, that's a, that's the right approach, man. It's like you, you take each individual, whatever particular thing that they're claiming and you just examine you know each each one because like any you know anybody could be wrong on and uh does does eric debay actually believe the earth is flat i don't know i'm not concerned you know what chris you do have to examine each claim but like eric dubay he's made hundreds of stupid idiotic claims yeah, so how many videos do we have to watch and how many claims do you have to debunk before you d- say, I don't have to listen anymore? Yeah, but I will, like, I will, like, that that video I'm talking about where he's going into dinosaurs, like, um, it, he, he makes some really good legitimate points there that stand on their own. Like, I know. But see, he's not the, he, he, here's another thing, too, that needs to be pointed out. Like, he... Like that that stuff has been out there. He put it he put it together uh he and he's very articulate and he's he's good at you know if he does his own videos, I don't know, but like it's it's well done and well presented and it makes very good points. That's what and I, and to be objective, you know, I could take that and I could say that about that with um it, from as far as I'm concerned. But it's like and here's another thing too, like he was referenced on Joe Rogan's podcast and um, it, and then they had that Trevor Valet guy that's supposed to be a paleontologist to debunk Eric DeBay. And it's like, of course, they make mention that, oh, yeah, he's a flat earther, too. You see how that works? It's like, okay, so... And, it, and then the, the, the Trevor Valet guy, he was... <laughs> didn't do a very good job at debunking anything. But um, I I didn't think... But uh, other than to say, oh, that's fucking ridiculous. Oh, that's fucking retarded. That was his rebuttal. It's like, fucking retarded. No, that's and he fucking also retarded. Says, I can't believe you think that. He's like... I can't believe you think that. That's fucking retarded. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's fucking profound, dude. That's great. See the tactics but, they use? I, mean, I think yeah, the tactics are pointing out. If the yeah, if, even if the discussion subject isn't, how about their tactics? Yeah, but their tactics. I mean, all it does is like, for me at least, it 
it makes you like almost immune to ridicule because you're just like you understand what their tactics are. And normally, like back in like eight years ago, I probably got upset. Like, what? You know, I want to prove myself. But now it's like, who cares? You know, that's just the tactic they use. They're trying to get under my skin. They can't attack any points that are being brought up. They have to attack the person, or you know, that's just it's standard. It works sometimes, you know. It makes they wouldn't do it if it didn't work, but. Yeah, it's uh, merit by association, guilt by this demerit by association or guilt by association or whatever. It's like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a well-worn, well-used tactic. Um, Yeah, Hitler was a vegan and a dog lover, by the way. And a Um, painter. And a painter. Him and Bob Ross are ideological soulmates, then. Like, Bob Ross is literally Hitler. No, I mean, that's why a lot of people will come across that way. And it's like, that's just totally illogical. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's common, though. Very commonplace. It's like, um, no, I could look at uh, something somebody's saying. And if it makes sense, then, like, yeah, it just makes sense. I, that's why I, I start out the the calls with a quote. And I don't, that's not to be taken as a blanket endorsement of anybody. But it's like, if they say something, I don't care if it's Aldous Huxley or whoever it is, and it's and it's uh, relevant, and it's, uh, it's something that, you know, that's a, a truth nugget or whatever, I, I, I'll uh, repeat it. You know, uh, if, it, if it's sound, and uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any... And it should be any issue with that, right? I mean, I think that's a lot of those truthers do is like they they're trying to hide something from you or keep something from you, so they offer up you know good information, but the whole time you know they're they're doing it as almost as a distraction to keep you from thinking about something else. And it's like nine eleven where they're talking about oh, you know all the little nine eleven stories. Well, the elephant in the room was media fakery, but you know, everyone else is concentrating on that. So, yeah, and there's, um, I think Lynn was making a fault, a faulty comparison earlier with, uh, oh, it's just like no planes. How that was uh, ridiculed, yeah. and it's like, well, here's the thing about no planes. It's like, um, I, I, I always start out with saying I, I wasn't there in Manhattan, so I don't know for sure planes or no planes. I have to say that. I mean, that's the honest position but it's like what what has been presented to me as far as what happened on that day with you got the damn plane coming out the other side for freak's sake it's like i know that's not possible that's a damn cartoon and then i've had people argue it oh it's really not coming out the other side it's a it's a fuselage shaped dust puff of dust that's shaped just like the fuselage that even just I guess it just happens to look like it has a metallic highlight on it too. But well, I know um, this is like I've been no, yeah. an aluminum plane can't fly through that building. I mean, I even have pilots or friends that are pilots, and they're they've even stated yeah. they know that it's fake just by going. Uh, they can't just by knowing from a, being a pilot that the maneuvers that were done couldn't be done, knowing that it couldn't glide through because 
you're flying a super light aircraft. I mean, it has to be light in order to fly. So you can't just ram it into a building and it glide effortlessly through it. That is fiction. I mean, you can't, that would never happen in real life, you know? So right away, you know, well, that's a, a video or, you know, I mean, I don't know what they used. I mean, I had a friend out there actually, which is the only person I know. <laughs> and I've, you know, I've asked a, a ton of people, but, one of my friends was actually living out in New York. She was out there for like a summer visiting an aunt that lived in Greenwich Village. And I had told her that, yeah, I think it's fake. You know, I don't think anyone died. And she looked at me like I was crazy for a minute. But then the more we talked about it, she goes, you know, it, it was kind of weird when I was there because uh, I was like, why didn't you go outside? Why didn't you go and look at the buildings? Like, what did you see? Where did, you know, and she goes, I, I stayed inside because I, we were told on TV and it was unsafe and there was a terrorist attack. And plus why go outside and look at it when I could just look at it on the TV in the safety of my home. And I think a lot <laughs> yeah. of people were like that. So when people say, well, why weren't people running down there and looking or whatever? I think a lot of people were scared shitless and they thought they were under attack and they have the people on the TV that they trust telling them stay indoors. There's a, there's a, what looks like a terrorist attack and this and that, and it's unsafe. And, you know, because I had questions for her. I was like, well, you're, you know, this is pretty awesome that I know someone that was actually there. But what she said was that it was, it was a really weird experience the more she looks back at it because it was, she goes, I could see what you're saying because it was like I was forced to stay in my home or her aunt's house. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Which makes total sense. I know if I would have been there, I would have been, I was, I was working in downtown Little Rock at the time, and I was in the T. At the time, it was TCBY Tower. It was like the tallest uh, building in Little Rock. And then I went to work that day, and I got to thinking about it's like, what if they hit every tall tower in like a bunch of different major cities? Like, what if that this is just the kicking it off? Like, what if this is going to go? I, who knows? It was like, right. And then I got I got to thinking about it, and I was like listening to Alex Jones at the time too, and then he and I was listening to him that morning before I went into work, and like he was God scared the shit out of me, man. I, yeah. I admit I was I was like I was. I wasn't like crap in my pants, but I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was not doing too good that day at all. And I was just like, I, I told my boss, I said, I, I'm just going to go home. I, I, I just, this is too much. I can't, I can't work on, because I, I remember what I was working on at the time. I was like El, Elvis Presley's website with all his uh, merchandise and shit. And I was just, I was doing the images to upload you know preparing them to go and it's like i I can't sit i can't sit there on a day like this and do elvis paraphernalia i can't i can't like it's too much man i mean like staring at elvis fucking toothbrushes and shit all day today i mean no uh -uh, this is not gonna happen i I just went home i was like oh shit i gotta listen to alex jones for the rest of the day and then really just and then, yeah, just make it. He did his job, too. I mean, he scared the oh, hell yeah. I mean, I was telling like, everybody, oh, my God, this is all going to happen, this and that. I mean, I looked like a crazy person walking around talking to people. And that was the effect they wanted, you know. It's like just to get fear, get everyone, you know. And 
and to make people look unstable, you know, if you're trying to, like, tell people about it, you know, it's, like, kind of a lot to take in. Hey, Chris. Hello. Yeah, I was just going to ask if you guys can hear me typing. I'm trying to be quiet in the background. <clears throat> he got knocked off there. Yeah, not... it's Chris. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Uh-oh. Now we got to the show. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the only reason I called in is because um, <clears throat> of Mr. Paradox. I'm very familiar with him. If you guys are curious about him, but he uh, has hung out on. Uh, and and who are you? Who's this? Uh, when I come on the show, uh, Chris calls me Dave. Dave. Oh, hi, Dave. This is Kay. Yeah, I live near you. Uh, I was actually on another guy's show tonight for hours. What and, was that uh, show? I was talking uh, super theism. The word supra and then theism, they're back-to-back, like one word. It's a, it, The guy created the word, basically, but you can't Google it. It's a super <laughs> religion, super religious idea. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm religious. But I was talking about um, Parkland, Washington. You're out in Spanaway, right? Out there, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if you want that to be known, but, <laughs> but uh, I was talking about that I'm from there, so... I don't look about personal stuff much. Yeah. Home of Costco, did you know? I did not know that. That's why they're diaped that all their products are Kirkland brand. Oh. Because of the city they reside in. Hmm. Do you like the Costco? I'm back by the way. I got dropped. You know we've been talking for four hours. I just totally lost track. I got a thing of coffee over here. I'm sweating balls. I'm drinking coffee <laughs> and just running my damn yapper and <laughs> getting kicked off the damn. They, somebody somewhere said that's that's enough out of this guy. No, it's a it's automatically kicks me off after four hours. Hmm. For for yep. yeah, so I'm gonna. You don't have, you don't do have air conditioning, Chris. Uh, I guess when it's like eighty-eight percent humidity, your air conditioner just says. This is the best I can do. Sorry, and it's just hot. It's just hot. It's just. I, I don't. But I'm, I don't see, I'm getting used to it. I was out in the shop earlier today, and I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with me? I don't have a fan on in here. I don't. I'm like sitting there, and it's like just smothering heat inside. It's like, no, it wasn't that bad hot, but I was like, man, I must be getting acclimated because. Uh, it's like I, I just noticed I just like I had sweat dripping off my face and I was like, man, it's really hot in here. I just I have to open up a window. And I just uh, I wasn't even aware how hot it was. So I'm getting getting acclimated. Yeah, drink some hot coffee. Just absorb it. The, the It's summertime, man. Just deal with it. That's my approach. Yeah, I like, I like summer. Chris, up here in Washington, we have the mildest climate in the world has the least variation in temperature. So it never gets in too Washington, hot or too cold. Yeah. Oh, Western, uh, Washington. Western Washington. Got to qualify that. Eastern Western. Washington is totally different. You're talking Eastern Washington. No, I, I live no. in Western Washington and we have a mild climate. It, it doesn't get into extremes. You know, so. We're up there where Kay is at in that area. Yep. She lives really close to me. See, that's where all the social 
what is it, social justice warriors are kind of like they have a, a kind of enclave up there. It's like an incubator for them, and they got that temperate climate, so it kind of shields y'all from the reality of you know weather and <laughs> the discomfort of heat. So it's kind of like you, it's kind of like Hollywood or something like that too. There's a pocket of that there too, where it's like, oh, it's fantasy land. It's right, like, but they're they're you know like cloudy instead of sunshiny. Social justice warriors are happier when it's cloudy. But yeah, shouldn't they be? But it's cloudy a lot there, right? Yeah, a Rain. lot. Yeah. We we have a lot of liberals up here. It's a lot different than Oklahoma. So. <clears throat> lots and lots of liberals. I like liberals as just general people, hippies. I get along I get along swimmingly with hippies. I can't mm-hmm. abide the politics though, like that stuff. You know, it's like ah. But yeah. um Generally speaking, I'm saying, but then on the flip side, like uh, the rednecks and the good old boys and stuff too, are like uh, are just a lot of a lot of cool people. I mean, just so it's like, what is all this damn fighting about and stuff? It's just retard. It's just ridiculous. It's like uh, people think they disagree, but I think one that really if there was a way to kind of like analyze all these different kind of points of disagreement, it would come around to a point of agreement, but you, you have to be, you have to be uh, rational and be willing to hear the other guy out and not be uh, dogmatic. And, uh, but yeah, really examine things, but uh, people don't want to do that again. You know, who's got time for that anyway? Mm-hmm. They'll listen to sound bites, and then how do they make you feel, and then just roll it, roll forward from there. That's how it works. You got Damon on the call there? Is he? We're, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I could not. Uh, all right. Yeah, he, he had a, he's got a big family. So he's, oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to uh, re. He's going to single-handedly, like I guess, repopulate mid mid area Texas. There, <laughs> just doing. That's how you really. I mean, that's how you really fight the system. He's just like, yeah, have a bunch of kids, and they and you grow up, and and they and they have some decent, uh, stable environment. And uh, man, that's uh, that's the most potent weapon against uh, all this horse crap. Definitely, no doubt about it. I thought that was Damon there. The last time I was on, he was uh, on there with uh, K Ham. I was on. We were all on together. And you got knocked off. You disappeared. I don't know what the heck happened to you that night. It was really weird. I don't know if you remember that, but you just disappeared from the mic and you never came back. Was that the one with Hoy? I can't remember. It was quite a while ago. What was Probably it? A year, and a year and a half or something, maybe. <clears throat> The audio chat. Yeah. Uh huh. It was on this show. Oh yeah. You said audio chat. You're talking about fakeologists. Oh oh, this show. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, this show. Yeah yeah. Yeah, where'd I go? Aliens must have got me. (laughs) You believe in aliens? Not anymore. Well, I mean, there might be. I don't know. I can't say yes or no, but I. What I can say is what we are presented in the 
you know, the alternative community is aliens is pr- not true at all. It's contrived. Yeah. Like, that would be pretty... That'd be a lot of fun, though, if it really was outer space people. That kind of, I mean, that was, that's pretty wild. I mean, what, what do I mean by fun? I don't mean, like, it would be... That would be that'd be crazy. I don't really like, um, but it's like, uh, yeah. What, what what evidence is there that you can look at that backs that up? I, I haven't seen anything. Well, there's there's nothing you can prove absolutely. So I don't believe in myself, but um, in a qualified sense, I would that they would be terrestrial, but we're define them as uh, aliens, because I'm one of these guys that believes in, uh, I'm not like a hollow earther, but I believe in, uh, I actually said on the show tonight, I call it subterranean, and all that is really is that um, the elite, they have high technology, so you ask yourself the question, uh, if they have the ability to bore into the earth, they're going to put all that technology on the surface, or would it be primarily under the surface? That's basically in a nutshell. So they create all kinds of, uh, in fact, we just said tonight, they create every kind of monster and freak that the mind can imagine. And I can't prove that, but that's, that's what I believe, you know. Based on my analysis of their mindset, the way they are, you know what I mean? You can base that on their activities down through the years. I think they're psychopaths, you know what I mean? They have a psychopathic But the mindset. problem is, how do we know what they are or how they are? Everything, well, I mean, by maybe by their deeds, I don't know. Here's the reason you can never know for certain. Uh, no matter who posits the theory about who's running the show, I can uh, posit the theory that there's a group behind them, and no one can prove that wrong because it's uh, you don't have that kind of knowledge. Nobody in the public sector has that kind of privileged knowledge. So that means that we actually don't know who's running the show. And we can never prove it. There you go. Because if you think that you can, then I can say, well, there's, how do you know there's not somebody behind them? You don't. See that? So we were talking tonight about uh, what I call false certainty. Uh, the problem with being human is we're, we're very little. And the reason that people don't think that way in a secular humanist culture is because they um, – think that they're at the top and that's improbable too it's it's impossible to prove that that man is the apex of you know reality as far as intelligent beings because there's too many unknowns you would have to have all knowledge same thing with trying to disprove god god how do you know how are you going to prove that god's not hiding from you is there anyone that can infallibly do that so we can't do those kind of things so Anyway, so I get irritated with the, uh, YouTube because they have so many people on there that they believe that they can determine things with absolute certainty because they haven't learned how to think properly. You have to learn how to think properly in order to process the information, and they haven't done that yet. And that's typical in our society because, like I said earlier, we're born into a, a sea of propaganda, and you have to start programming yourself. And how many people do that on a significant level? You look around, see. I mean, this is a tranced out nation for sure. It's, it's pretty bad, man. I just said tonight that I believe, and this is a philosophical belief, 
that we actually do live in an idiocracy. Okay. Let me say one quick thing about Mr. Paradox. He um, always does the same thing every time. He floods the mic. Okay. I've watched him for years. He's my favorite guy on Tell Talk. Okay. And I determined that he was the most obvious agent provocateur on on the, on Tell Talk. It was like glaringly obvious. He's a you know, professing Christian. And uh, I got in a tangle with one, him one time. He got frustrated and took off. And he was going at it. He loves to argue and debate with everybody. And that's all he ever does. He doesn't listen. Okay? And the reason I called in, I was hoping to engage him, not here, but sometime. I've been, I, I forgot about him. You know, he's got a little talk shoe show there, but he hasn't done anything since 2014. But uh, he loves to argue. So that's Mr. Paradox, anyway. Yeah, he needs to, like, um, kind of learn to, uh, yeah, have a conversation, man, because that's what I like to do. Like, um, yeah, if I'm trying to break in or something like that, yeah, you got to let me break in or I'll just pull out the mute button. It's like it's fair. I don't, uh, it's, yeah, it's like the, but then that's been the, been, sort of typical of like anybody that wants to go off onto the, the the dreaded flat earth topic like why is that I couldn't believe that he was a flat earther because last I heard of him he was totally anti-conspiratorial and I went to his website and he's changed somewhat and I can't believe some of the stuff he's talking about I was blown away yeah. when he I found out that he's promoting the flat earth like whoa anyway there's a reason why he's that way why he has that style He's he's a Pell Talk guy, okay? And on Pell Talk, it's really an inferior program to talk to, despite the fact there's a lot more people there. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're more quality people. I don't think there's a lot of quality people on talk to either. But anyway, um, everyone has to stand in line and wait. Only one person gets to talk at a time. Um, last I heard, if you if you pay, then you can get. Like, you know, three, the, the ability to have three or four people talking. But I actually never oh, saw man. that in action. So it's always one person. So it, it turns into these egocentric speeches. And everyone is competing with each other and trying to outdo them. You know, my little speech is better than your speech. And typically you have a limited amount of time. So it puts oh. pressure on you. And um, what he's doing, he's trying to take that format and, get on the mic here on your show and do the same thing he always does. It's not going to work here, Mr. Paradox. But I love oh, okay. to with him sometimes. So, yeah, that's why, that's why that was. Yeah. I mean, I, I will, you know, go, go round and round with anybody on any subject. I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but like, um, it seems like a common tactic is like, well, I'll prevail if I don't let the other guy talk. And it's like, no, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a diatribe and like, uh, that's, that's not what, a this is a, what a community call or whatever you want to call it. It's like a call is a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, do a diatribe, do it on your own, on your own dime and put it on, you know, wherever you want to post it and just do your diatribe, do your, you know, do, you know, do your speech and go however long you want and then just post it up and then, Hey, Chris, check this out. Put a link into the chat, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, if I ever, 
get a you know four hour block of time that I want to listen to somebody kind of go on and on and on about flat earth, which I don't really have that much interest in, then I would that I would do that. That that would be the way to approach it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, come on, it's just it's just. Uh, but there's a lot of that though. I mean, like, uh, and I think too, it's like when you know that you can't really back up what you're saying, but you feel very, very strongly about it. Like you, for some reason and you can't, and you really haven't done the self examination to figure out why, then the only thing that you can do is just try to dominate a conversation and, and prevail through just verbosity and just, just like steamrolling somebody else. And that's no good. It's like, yeah, well, that's actually a, a technique that agents use to flood the mic. I ran into a rap, into a, I was supposed to be uh, a guest on a show one time. And this rabbi came in there. I think he's a fake rabbi. Came in there out, totally out of the blue. Well, he claims he's a Christian. So this is like a different, a little bit different. It's called Messianic Judaism, okay? It's not Judaism. But anyway, I was supposed to be the guest on this other guy's show. He comes in there and floods the mic. And then he started arguing with me and this other guy that was going to be on the show with me. He just completely took over the whole thing. That's a technique that they use. I could hardly get a word yeah. in. Oh yeah, that's uh goes on here a lot where I yeah, I've had that multiple times and then uh I've 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 I'm guilty of this too. I've had instances where like uh, yeah, the call I used to do much longer calls and they would kind of go and then yeah, you'd have that guy uh, whatever whoever is coming on and their intent is to yeah, go into their sort of uh it's almost like they're just going off a script. And then it's like, it could be, I had guys come on here and they're going into the sovereign citizen thing. And like, um, they don't want to, TI is another one too. That used to be fairly common. It was like, they don't want to dialogue. They want to get on and just um, go into their spiel and, uh, and not, it's amazing too, because they're, they may have like it may be proof of evolution. I think they have they may have like a blowhole on the back of their head or something that they're breathing through because they don't take a breath. And it's like you know it's like come on you know it's like this is not the format. But um, yeah, it's a ta- I guess it's a tactic. Maybe they're maybe they're put up to it. Maybe that there's a lot of that out there because you got to wonder about um, uh, how, how many people have been hired in response to our new terror threat and like are they filling up these government buildings and stuff all across the country at telephones i don't know i'm not i don't know but there's certainly a lot of indicators that say that that is what's happening um Uh and then there's a lot of articles and stuff that impulsive saying that's exactly what they're doing and it's like uh so you get a regular kind of caller that calls in and like their whole objective is just like okay listen to this guy for a while kind of pick up on his talking points here and there go on to his uh his his little podcast and just jam it up with a bunch of shit and just throw out some talking points to make it sound like you're on board with the information and just but just make it a point uh maybe they're genetically engineered maybe they have the blowhole installed yeah remember to breathe through your blowhole don't ever breathe through your mouth and don't fucking stop talking once you get on there that's 
it's like that sounds like it's plausible at this point. I've had so much of that. It's like somebody yeah. comes on, they start talking, and it's like they do not stop. They don't take a break. They won't. You can't interrupt them. I can say, "Hang on a minute, dude. Wait. Can I say uh, stop?" Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it's like they don't hear me. It's like okay, this is it, it's too frequent now to like ignore. But I understand too. Like people will come on and they're kind of nervous, and then that's people will have a tendency to kind of ramble when they get nervous. I understand that. This is kind of. I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm talking. There's something different. Because mm-hmm. you can't get them to stop. It's like, oh, you're yelling. It's like, well, shit, man. You don't stop talking. So it's like, what what am I going to do? It's like, uh, and two, I, I it's really irritating to have like. Um, more than one person talking at the same time. And then you can't understand either one of them. I, I, there is a lot of that out there too. Like on the internet, like you'll, you'll, you start listening to something and it's like several people talk and they're all talking at the same time. It's like, or two people are talking at the same time and it's like, okay, do you realize that nobody can understand what either one of you are saying? It's like, I, I don't, I don't understand that. And like Rich, Richard was telling me about something like that. He thought he, he encountered that in uh, at, at a at a gathering somewhere, some party or something. He said, like, yeah, there was like a group of people, and I was there among them, and like um, there were there were several people that were talking at the same time, and they were just talking at the same time. It was the same group of people, and they were just going talking, 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 and and they were like, you couldn't understand what they're saying because there was just several people talking at once. It's like, wow, what is this? Is this something that's uh, new on the scene, kind of like where it's just that's that's something that happens now or that's and people don't think nothing of it or I don't know. Well, you see a verbal form of this on, uh, on Facebook and uh, people just talk, talk, talking, typing, you know, and after a while you go, why are they doing this? I concluded they just want to express themselves. And so that's what these people are doing. They want to talk. They don't care about the audience or how well they're communicating. It's almost maybe it's some kind of therapy or something for these people, you know. Yeah. But they're not concerned about the audience. They're very egocentric, and uh, they haven't developed properly, immature, whatever the heck. But they're all focused on themselves, obviously. You know. So. Uh, yeah, is that what it is? It's just to be heard and not to engage in a in a conversation. It's just like, hey, I have this stuff to say. Oh, well, I have stuff to say too. Well, let's talk, and they both start talking at the same time. Yep. Oh, let's talk. Oh, you're talking, and I'm talking, and we're talking at the same time. It's like, uh, no, that's odd. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's even. But no, we're in a completely dysfunctional society. That that explains it. But that kind of stuff is really oddball. Um, yeah. Am I getting more criticism? I wasn't, uh, yeah, I wasn't fair to Mr. Paradox. I don't know. You don't have I was to be fair to Mr. Paradox. Well, not if you yeah. know his, well, not, not if you know his history. I don't he's know a, the dude. I guess it's the first time he's yeah. come on, but um, it's like, uh, that's weird that I get, I, I, I got accused of that with uh, Jaron too, that I was being unfair t- towards him. It's like, no, I don't. I don't think I was being unfair. It's like um, I if 
if analyzing his claims is unfair, I don't understand how that how that pans out. I don't get I don't get it. But um, was there any globe earthers that were claiming you were unfair, or were they all flat earthers? Is that typically uh, uh, I, people just I, I I don't know what they were. I guess I assume, I guess they may be flat earthers or on board with the idea. But um, yeah, I just I, I I've had several people, but not that many. It's like um, but it, it's just odd. It's like well, how did how did you take away that from that conversation? Like um. I don't know. And I went back and listened to part, I didn't, you know, I listened to part of it and it was like, um, cause I was like, you know, Oh really? Was I, I mean, it's like, and then Jaren's talking pretty much the conversation kind of went, I would say 65% and him talking and maybe 40% me talking or maybe even 70, 30 mm-hmm. on, on the side of Jaren talking like, you know, cause he would like engage, his mouth and then it would go on for an extended period <clears throat> i i was trying trying my best to like I, I wanted to stop and analyze some of the points that were being thrown out because um yeah i mean like if you want to to to, to hear jaron it's like go he's got like he kept saying he's had 250 videos <clears throat> like you could binge watch jaronism all day that's you know that's accessible to you you know if you got an internet connection and if you didn't have an internet connection you're probably not listening to me or my calls so i assume you got an internet connection and if you can listen to jaron's rattle off his proofs till the cows come home but it's like uh that's not what i wanted to do and it's like that was being unfair and it's like no that's not unfair it's like i have some questions it's like, but it was just incredible that it was like, I, I'm not supposed to stop this guy and question him. I, I don't, I really don't understand that. But, uh, no, it's just, uh, it's interesting though to me. It's like, how does that supposed to work? So you come on the scene and you have these truth claims and I, I don't know, it, it, and they could go on and, and debate people and stuff on other calls, but, uh, or conversations and stuff like that. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm not supposed to, since I'm a, I guess, truther, I have to just take all that stuff in and not, not stop and question any of it. It's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand. But then a the guy that's, uh, a so-called skeptic that's on the, he's a, he's a globalist or what have you. And, uh, it's okay to debate like him to debate, but it's like, it's just um, interesting in, in so far as it like uh, kind of lets you examine like uh, well how do, you know epistemology or what have you like what what is reasonable to believe like what is why is it reasonable to believe such a thing and like how do you go about it arriving at some kind of like uh, coherent you know uh, set of set of uh, positions you know that 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 kind of you can reconcile because you got to reconcile everything with other observations you know that's mm-hmm. that's important i just said on the show tonight that uh, the youtube flat earthers they have a false epistemology that's the discipline of you know subject of knowledge what can be known how can it be known and uh they're drawing conclusions and they believe they have absolute certainty 
I bet they don't because they have a false epistemology. So, yeah, that's uh, why it's interesting to me. And then plus the fact that it's a it's a sort of a on its face psyop. And then that's uh, that's interesting. And the uh, uh, official folks, uh, Cass Sunstein, they they came out and said, "This is what we need to do on the internet to counter conspiracy theorists. This is what we need to do. We need to send yeah. people out, to disrupt, and then put in some wacky claims, and to uh, you know be emphatic about it, and to put out in their presentation. We need to have this done. This this is how we counter this. And it's like, oh, the flat Earth pops up on the scene." And it's like, oh, so could this be one of those instances of the, of what was described in these uh, policy papers that you can go dig up? I, I it's just un, it's un, it's inescapable. It's just, to me, it's like all oh, they bust up at the scene at the same time, and then uh, yeah, I just want to because I keep hammering on these points. I know I'm real repetitive on this topic, but I but I I, I don't think these points. I'm not sure if this is getting across, but it's like, yeah, you got to like look at all these different aspects of this thing and then like um, and then try to just ask yourself, is this something that's naturally occurring set of circumstances by any stretch of the imagination? It's like, no way, no way. Uh, To me, it's like no possible way. Like, uh, now if people had come on to it and then dropped off, which you see that's happening, so it's like they get kind of suckered in by it and they drop off. But no, you have this core group that has been consistent throughout, consistent sophistry throughout from beginning to end. And like their positions and stuff are like, they read like a script. And their talking points are are sophistry, and their and their approach is, uh, you know, just 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 totally devoid of uh, logic, but just ram packed with like NLP and slogans and trigger phrases and uh, all of that. That's like indicative of, of the manipulation and mind control, and I think in that in those respects it's very interesting. And uh, so that's why it's interesting to me. It's like. Um, do I, pro- do I have proof that the Earth is a globe? It's like, well, if you go look at the flat Earth videos, it's like, yeah, they're showing it to you. But they've got you so hoodwinked that you don't observe what they're putting in front of you. It's, 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 like the, it's like the damn chemtrail thing. And I've talked about this. I've pointed this out multiple times. It's like they show it to you. Like they'll do a televised sport of it. So they have chemtrails right there in the sky, and then the camera pans up and shows you just horizon horizon chem schmuck and chem trailing and it's like you have the guy sitting there and they're droning on in their golf course presenter voice and there it is you know like obvious geoengineering taking place right in front of the camera and the kicker is they don't even talk about it it's like rob skiva he puts out the he puts out his video here's chicago you, you sh- it's not a mirage. It's like, okay, dude, it's not a mirage. You can see it from that far. But he doesn't mention that you're only seeing the tops of the buildings, Rob. But he'll put it, see, he'll put it in front of you, just like the chemtrails, and then not mention it. Like, here it is in all its uh, 4K glory, 
right in front of your friggin' face, and I'm presenting this to you as a flat earther, and I'm just not even going to make mention of the fact that um, a large percentage of the buildings are obscured behind the horizon. We're just not even going to talk about that. I'm here to tell you and make this one point that you can see Chicago from across the lake, and it's not a mirage. So he was technically correct. No, it's not. You're not seeing a mirage. But then you lie by omission by not not addressing the fact that, you know, three-fourths of the building are obscured by the horizon, Rob. Yeah, the tops of the building are not mirages. That's true. So you your title is true. It's like it's not a mirage. You can see part of the building from that far. So it's yeah, it's, it's it's psychological tactics that is all throughout this stuff and the presentation of it. It's pretty astounding. Yeah, I've dealt with those fallacious experiments myself, and uh, all I need to do is just neutralize them. Uh, they don't have certainty about unknown variables on a large body of water, and the reason is is because water is linked with electromagnetism, and it's a proven fact that electromagnetism causes curvature. But you can just uh, neutralize that with, um, they're always trying to claim that uh, water is perfectly flat. All you have to do is fill a glass of water up and get a dropper and keep um, adding the drops. What's going to happen? You're going to have a a convex surface. So right there we can see, is that flat? No. Also, everything is so flat. Surface tension on the water that will cause it to... uh... Yeah, what's making that happen? Something, something somewhere in the it's electrical. I guess molecular structure or something. Electromagnetism yeah, is responsible for surface tension. Yep. But the point is, that's something that you can directly observe. Mm-hmm. Like I brought up that that oh, you can go look that up. It's it's actually pretty cool. It's like um, oh, uh, uh, freeze water in place. You know, it's just a strobe light that's inside this housing. And then it has like a pump that pumps water. And then as it, it, if you don't have, if you don't, if you're not looking at it with the strobe light on, it looks like a stream of water, just like out of your tap or your faucet or whatever. When you turn the strobe light on, it's just like beads. And then you could, you could set the, uh, it, it's just got a way that it, that it's, um, it, it's got the, it's probably got a chip or something there that's, um, that, that, that has the flow rate somehow synced up with the strobe so that you can reverse and make it look like it's, it's going up, up instead of down. It's pretty whacked out. But, but the point is, is like you're looking at a series of like spheres that are just globules of water, globes of water. That's how water that you when you, when you take a whiz or you see water coming out of a hose and stuff like that, it looks to your eye like a, kind of continuous stream that's why you can get away with pissing on an electric fence it's not going to shock you because it's not a continuous stream unbroken stream from your unit to your uh, electric fence so there's no way for it to travel up the stream but uh i haven't tested that out firsthand but um i just i'll take somebody's word for it that you won't get shocked by peeing on an electric fence 
I also said in the show tonight that I don't accept any of these balloon experiments with the cameras. And uh, there's a simple reason why. I refer to myself as a deep conspiracist, so I'm thinking differently than people on YouTube. I don't think they're sufficiently conspiratorial, but um, I mean, what happens to all the footage on these cell phones when you have a major event, you know, like 9-11 or something like the, the Orlando supposed shooting down there at the nightclub, right? <clears throat> and then yeah. the footage that we do see, see, I believe we live in a system of control that's more controlled than conspiracy theorists think. And... Uh, they have control over everything. But anyway, they can shut it down from a distance. These guys want to validate flat earth, and they have an emotional attachment to their, to their um, experiments. So they're not thinking critically at a sufficient level. But is it true or is it not true that someone with sufficient ability can shut down every one of those cameras? Is that, is that going to be a problem? Who's going to say that that can't happen? Okay, so how are you going to prove anything? Absolutely. Well, I said, well, I don't think that's going on. I said, well, care what you think. I want you to prove something. They can't prove that. Neither can anybody else. They don't have the essential data about what's going on with that camera once it gets up in the air. That's it. How many years is it going to take them to acknowledge that? Okay. Well, they say, well, you're just off the deep end. You think everything's a conspiracy. Okay, that's an emotional response. I asked you to prove something. Can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, you're making the claim, and you're and you're basing this claim on some, you know, purported observation that you make. You go through the effort of getting the camera, getting the balloon, getting the thing, and uh, but you're not taking care to address all the different uh, variables that enter into what you're trying to prove, and so your experiment is not really worth a lot. If you're not looking at those things, you know, it's like, yeah, uh-huh. come on. It's like, but that's just kind of should be standard if you're going to go into that approach, you know, but it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's not a consideration. But any, uh, anyway, uh, this is a long hoaxbusters call, an extended, I guess the makeup for Powder Wig Man Day celebrations or whatever. I don't know. It's going to be the... I'm going to leave up the talk shoe uh, compression ratio on the audio. So I hope it's listenable. I'm not going to pull the file and uh, rerun it through the filters and all that to make it better sound quality because it's just too long. Uh, it won't fit on the allocated space anyway. So, uh, yeah, I... But... If you're listening for the first time and you've made it to this point and without tuning out from the poor audio quality, then I'm just going to say that that's not typical if you're listening for the first time. It's usually better quality. And um, like I said, I got another computer that I just bought that's supposedly better at handling, you know, running. So I... So I'll be able to maybe uh, do some stuff in the future with um, having a live stream go onto the blog because I've had people ask me about that. Uh, so I want to try to get that going. So you'll be able to go to the blog and then you could tune into the stream by way of the blog. Um, I'm already 
set up to do that, but I, my, my computer that I'm using now wasn't able to handle that many processes going on at the same time. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that works out. And then, um, uh, John said he wants to do the call, do a call in the morning, 930. So I'll be posting that up. Um, if, uh, yeah. And then one thing that I was thinking about doing too, is that, uh, uh, I was looking into, um, see, I hate to do YouTube because YouTube's so screwed up. Maybe I'll look into doing some other services that could do that. But I was thinking about, yeah, to, to maybe do a, do a stream to YouTube, uh, that's live, it's a live stream and it'll be on YouTube and then it'll be on TalkShoe and it'll be, uh, a couple of different places. So I'm thinking about doing that. Maybe some developments in the future, but uh, hey, everybody for coming out. Well, and thanks, uh, thanks, Dave and uh, Kay. Joey's still on there. Thanks, man, for calling in, dude. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, good, good call. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, call in again too. And uh, Joey's, anybody's welcome to call in. By the way, go to Hope Special's Call at the top. Uh, there's a link that says live. If you click on that, that'll that'll take you the information about you know when it when it goes live and what time and so on and so on. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's how you do that. Because uh, uh, I get people that that will ask me like how how do I call in and all that and. Um, that's by way of talk shoe, which is uh, I haven't heard anything from them, but they're saying, oh, we're going to adopt uh, Google standards and practices and stuff. So yep. they may be kicking me off, maybe because yep. I'm uh, in inappropriate content. Yeah, so you never me know. Me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah, they might kick you off. So yeah, I'm very politically correct. So yeah, being politically incorrect. However, they choose to define that. See, yeah. That's the postmodern is is the God on high. Yeah. So. That's our yeah. God today. Is Google. So, apparently. Yep. The Google one, one format to rule them all, which is Google. But uh, yeah. Anyone, anyway, everybody, take care. Have a good night. Check out hoaxbusterscall.com. Talk to you next time.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.